Welcome, everyone, to the 63rd episode of the Fickner Podcast. I'm Brandon Galahad McClure. Oh. With me, as always, is Ryan Lancelot Eliopoulos. Oh, thanks. And spark plug, Gawain. Gin- ginger ale. Gawain. It's Gawain. There's another one, Gawain. I, I want it. Wicked Witty. I wanted to be an Arthurian legend when I was older. Can you tell? Yes. No. <laughs> oh, man. It's been such a long time. I know. It's been, like, it's been two, two, two whole weeks. It's been, it feels like longer. It feels yeah. like an eternity. I haven't talked about nerd stuff with anyone. Yeah, and uh, Ben Ben Magnet could not be here. Uh, he's in. He's Laughlin. getting tossed. <laughs> yeah, he's getting floozied. <laughs> he's drinking a lot. Yeah, we got a text at like what, like like eleven in the morning. I'm drinking way too many mimosas. Yeah, I'm like, hey, that's you're all right, buddy. That's okay. Well done, man, friend. Well done. Uh, We're all allowed to. How How are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty okay. How are you doing, my friend Sparks? It's been too long since I've seen your digital face. Oh man, I miss you too. Uh, I'm doing all right. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah, all right. Just all right. It's been an all right week. It's been an all right week. Yeah, uh, I was in Mississippi. That you was were. Yeah, fun. how was that? It was pretty all right. Uh, I expected it to be uh, a lot more uh, uh, southern, which I guess is on my part bad because like I shouldn't stereotype like the South. But uh, it was it was a lot of fun. They got a five guys there, which is pretty all right. Uh, I went to a zoo. I saw zedunks, <laughs> which I expressed <laughs> to Brandon, which is a zebra donkey mixed together. It was amazing. That's it's a donkey with some zebra stripes. It's weird as hell. That's freaking adorable. I don't know if that's like Dr. Moreau uh, crazy shit going on in Mississippi or they just got some crazy animals. Who knows? It's like Steve Buscemi and Spy Kids too. <laughs> what are you young kids up to? <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing uh, a lot of video games, reading a lot of comics, just doing my thing. Yeah, know? I just bought a ton of comics, one of which uh, DC Metal. Oh, man. Can Sparks. we quickly talk about how Sparks, great DC are you, Metal are is? You, are you into the metal? Have you de- dived deep into the metal? No, because I've been prepping for our Secret Empire discussion. You know what? That's responsible that of you, fair. and I love you, but you got to get in the Dark Knight's Metal, baby. It's the coolest Dark thing Knight's Metal. I, I I was writing the episode. After, uh, I went to the store yesterday. I was writing the episode this morning, and it just there was on my t- table. I was like, I'm just going to read this real quick. And it's so good. Dark, maybe Dark Side with Metal Hands. It's, that's the coolest oh. thing I've ever seen, dude. Like, uh, evil Batman. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, it's an evil Batman, but it's not just that. It's the so design cooler. for Barbados is amazing. Yeah, he's like, a, he's like a cloaked monster. He's I awesome, know, so man. You, you guys got to get on this. Evil Batman taking over the world. It's great. It's yeah. fantastic. It's pretty great. Dark Knight is metal. And we'll lead into Doomsday Clock. Yes, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. That's, that's what John said. Oh, oh, sweet. Yeah, read. Okay. He was saying when Synergy. Doomsday Clock was announced, he was saying, read Dark Knight's Metal and the Oz Effect to get the full lead up to Doomsday Clock. That's awesome. Yeah. I've been playing a lot of video games, mostly Destiny 2, but the world knows about that. I've also been playing Titanfall 2, and I don't want to tell you guys, if you slept on Titanfall 2... It's got one of the greatest campaigns I've played in a single player game. And that's and it's it's so fun and it deals with time travel and you are you have a basically a time travel button. You bounces back and forth and you're doing parkour moves that you have to jump back in time to hit a platform that no longer exists and it's super complex and the story is riveting and the single player game for the first one didn't exist and I think a lot of people slept on it and I just want people to experience great games and this is one of the coolest coolest uses of time travel I've ever seen in a game. Yeah, the same thing's happening with Battlefront. There's- no campaign in the first. Yeah, and this one's looking to be like one of the greatest things ever. So, like, thank you guys for listening. People like single yeah. player stuff. Thanks. That's all. That's all. Bye. So, Sparks, anything you want to bring up before we continue? Hey guys, Lego Ninjago was kind of funny. Was it? Oh yeah, did you see it? I forgot. I didn't it get out. a chance. I didn't get a chance to see it this weekend. I really wanted to. Yeah, it's it's definitely you know below the quality level of Lego Movie and Lego Batman, but it's it's still enjoyable. It's still probably better than a lot of other summer blockbusters this summer. The moment. Transformers. Um, I don't know. Oh, okay. well, like, I, I, th- I, I thought, thought like, sound a little I feel more like glowing. You guys have a more cynical view of the blockbusters this summer than I did. So Transformers? 
No, I'm not. I, but I'm saying overall. Oh like, well, no, I, I, just I don't think it's been such a weak summer. I don't think it's been totally weak. Oh, well, we just mentioned two films that we all didn't like. I mean, yeah, that's all. <laughs> Transformers and the Mummy. I don't know. I love the Mummy. Oh my god. Oh, I'm sorry, Alex. Christian. Mummy's all right. Yeah. Oh, I was actually saying uh, the guy who dire- who's directing uh, American Made. Uh, yeah, that Tom Cruise movie. And he also directed um, Don't Lie Me, right? Nope. No, oh, you're, you're out. You're out. Am I gone? No. You came back immediately. That was really funny. No. <laughs> Technical issues, guys. It's all fine. Technical issues. American Made looks pretty good. I really want to see it. Yeah, uh, but the director uh, of that also is directing... Uh, uh, well, no, he he has this thing where he can get weird, kooky, Tom different Cruise. Tom Cruise performances where it doesn't look like Tom Cruise is playing just Tom Cruise. Yeah. And one of the biggest problems with The Mummy was that Tom Cruise was just playing Tom Cruise. Jenny. Johnny, move! Uh, but if Doug Lyman was directing it, I think we could have seen a more nuanced performance from Tom Cruise. Something along the lines of what they wanted to do in the first place. Is this place. Doug Lyman directing it? In American Made? Yeah. yeah. They did mention that he did uh, Edge, Edge of Tomorrow, which is a, a great movie. Wait. That's Doug Lyman. No, uh, mm, not Doug Lyman. It's okay. We're in the weeds now. We lost they, it. He's directed. He's directed. But Doug Lyman is the guy who you want for a Tom Cruise guy. Yeah. yeah. So should we dive into the news? I haven't, eat, I haven't eaten in two weeks because I only ever eat when I'm with you guys. You only eat bread and butter? Yeah. That's bread why I'm so fat because you eat enough bread and butter at once. It's like hibernation. It lasts a while. Bread makes you fat. Bread makes you fat? <laughs> Scott Pilgrim joke. It's a weekly, it's a weekly Scott Pilgrim reference. Um, well, re- before we get into the news, I just want to briefly mention uh, Harry Dean Stanton passed away two weeks ago. Uh, we didn't have an episode, so I just wanted to bring it up because that's, that's a pretty big blow. He's he a really was just in Twin Peaks too, man. Yeah, uh, people who don't know who he is, he's the he's the security guard in Avengers. <laughs> What's funny enough for most people our age, his biggest performance is a one minute scene in Avengers when he's been acting for fifty years. Yeah, son, uh, you've got a condition. Yeah, uh, he was in Twin Peaks. He was the dad in Pretty in Pink. He's in Paris, Texas. He's gonna probably gonna win an Oscar for Lucky this year, now posthumously. Uh, he's getting he was ninety one and he's getting a lot of recognition for Lucky, which comes which yeah. is already out he or coming not, out. He did not look ninety one. It is a uh, it is a it is a damn shame. Yeah, man, he he was one of the most unique. Uh, uh, people to interview too because he was just so chill and uh, people are and uh, he was on uh, Doug Loves Movies podcast mm-hmm. and somebody was asking him oh so you know you were offered this huge role in Paris Texas as a lead and you never really branched out and did more lead roles and just like yeah I just don't care <laughs> I just want to do stuff that's and great. I was like that's that's the co- you're the coolest guy Harry Dean Stan and like I said Twin Peaks is my favorite show he came back for it and I'm like it's, it's yeah. sad man yeah, it, it is it is it is such a shame. Uh, he was in more stuff than anyone could possibly imagine. And yeah. now now that he's gone, people are going to be like, of course, he was that one guy in that one thing because he did a thousand movies. Yeah. I mean, everyone's seen him. You just don't know him. Yeah. He's, he's, he was one of the that guy actors for a he while. Had a, he had a condition, a, a, a wonderful condition of mm. being wonderful. Sparks, any final words on our friend? Yeah, it's just good that he got to live such a long life. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, man. 91. It's good. It's good. good age. It's a lot of years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's go to the news. Let's, let's do, do our it. normal news. Two weeks of news. Uh, last week, we're going to touch on some last week, some of the biggest stuff from last week. Real quick, one of them, Star Wars. Guys, J.J. Abrams. Oh, my God. It was, that was too, uh, it, that it's was been two that weeks long. Ago. I feel like we've been talking about it forever. J.J. Uh, Abrams was announced to um, uh, replace Colin Trevorrow as the director of Star Wars Episode Nine. Um, he will be co-writing the film with Chris Terrio. The uh, writer of Batman v Superman also has an Oscar for Argo, but yes, Batman vs Superman. <laughs> yes, uh, and uh, they pushed the movie back to December, there, December twentieth. There it, there it is. So December. far, Han Solo is the only one that hasn't been pushed back, and I honestly don't know why. Mm, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they'll push it. It seems like they got production rolling. Yeah, so it's just weird that they they 
they won't push back Han Solo, but they'll push back Star Wars Episode Nine because they haven't even started production on Episode Nine. But they well, that's the directors. big one, though. Right, but Han Solo, you don't want to mess up Han Solo. Sure, but like again with with uh, with Rogue One, like they got someone else in, they still got that thing out before. But they got someone else in from Rogue One because Gareth Edwards had already started production on Godzilla Two, which he didn't stick to. But still, Uh, I think I think yeah, I don't think Han Solo is as big as a risk. Like they they can. I know you screw up Han Solo. I think they'll be okay. I don't know. Uh, I just don't think. I think they can push Han Solo, and that's fine. Like they got to keep. I don't understand why why any Star Wars film comes out in May. More money, even though December they make all the money. They made a billion dollars. I get you, but like, why not make way more if you could? If you maybe they they won't make more if they come out in the summer. That's not a guarantee. It's not a guarantee, but there's no reason to put it out in the summer. There's nothing majorly competing with them. At least there hadn't been until recently for December, and even then, they're Star Wars. They're going to do fine. Oh no, you're right. Right, and so so let's move on because they actually do have competition moving Star Wars episode nine to December. Wonder Woman two. I was about to say Avatar two starts filming soon. So we're talking about that. (laughs) No, Uh, Wonder Woman two will come out the week before. Oh, so like Justice League and, and uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a, l- a little bit of a tighter no, distance, I, but yeah. yeah. No. Uh, Patty Jenkins uh, has finally signed a deal to return to, to Wonder Woman. How uh, much money? Uh, it was like, the estimate is like anywhere between seven and nine million dollars. Give her more. <laughs> and she, she only got a million dollars for Wonder Woman, so and she's got a pretty big back-end deal for this one, so... Yeah. Good for her. It took a long time to get, to get where this needed to be, so she's like, yeah. guys... I don't know if you noticed, but I just saved this company. Can you please give me more money? Because you know, I I think she was holding out for Star oh, Wars. Yeah. You think so? Oh yeah. Mm. I think she was waiting for 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 Kathleen Kennedy to be like, "Hey, do you want to do episode nine? I I don't know about that episode nine because I think she's so tied to Wonder Woman. I think she would want to do Wonder Woman two more than a Star Wars because she can still do a Star Wars, but like Wonder Woman two is now. Yeah, that's true. That's how I feel. It's possible. Um, how do you feel about the Sparks? Is she gonna do Star Wars? I probably not. I don't think she was holding out for that at all. Yeah. I think that's way too egotistical of a move for her. I, I so I heard that on. I actually heard that. Uh, let's call it a rumor on the Jedi Council. Oh yeah. You know, and they 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 have more sources than we do. Yeah. So you know, who knows if it's true or not? But I just can't imagine her being like, mm, I'm gonna wait and see if I get this offer. Like that's not it. That's you know. Yeah. I, and also, I think she's a better person than that. I think she would want to stick with that franchise. It's pers- yeah. Possible. Yeah. I'd hold out for Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I probably would, too. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Probably. No, but you're right. She you know, she saved Wonder Woman. She she saved the DCEU with Wonder Woman. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. But uh, Wonder Woman is a, ma- is a major part because of her contributions to the character. They basically turned Justice League into Wonder Woman and Friends. Right. Yeah. Which is awesome. That's which a much f- better name for the movie. Totally fine with that one. Did you see this? I saw this poster? It was like Batman, and then all like in the background, and all the other characters with him. I was like, no, you should make that Wonder Woman and yeah. everyone else because Wonder Woman saved them. Yeah. Um, moving on, oh. Hellboy. <gasps> yeah. Uh, last week it was also revealed that Daniel Day Kim will be replacing Ed Screen as Major Ben Damo. Damio. Damo. Uh, we also got our our first uh, first look at Hellboy. You know what? A lot of people are, are are well. First of all, a lot of people like it, but a lot of people are ragging on it because like, oh, it looks too much like Ron Perlman. What else are you gonna do? What else? When are you the do? character's done perfectly right, what do you expect them to do? Make right. him blue? Like that's what the character looks like. It's not. It's not their fault. Guillermo did it the best way possible. Yeah. Like that's what the dude looks like. Also, it just kind of helps if the character looks the same. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's and his arm, his arm's a little different. It looks like a little more metallic-y, which is totally dope, which yeah. is totally fine. But that's, dude, that looks like Hellboy. And now it's not going to be a guy who's 50 years old, so he can maybe be a little more physical. Sorry, Ron Perlman. Well, no, he was physical in the first one. In the second one, there was yeah. definitely a lot of stunt doubles in the yeah. second one. And he was like, that's for the third one, even though it probably not it was never going to happen. He was like, I'm getting too old for this too, man. Yeah. Like, it's six hours in his makeup chair. I'm 60. But even so, you know, you know, uh, Abe Sapien's voice was um, Fraser's brother in the first one. Oh, Niles. And Doug Jones in the second one. So, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do we think of these sparks, Mr. Sparky Sparks? Yeah, pictures look good. It looks good as Hellboy. Are we excited for Daniel Day Kim? I am. Dude, they also released a picture of Ed Screen meeting with him, and like, oh. yeah, and I was like, hey man, like, like this is awesome. I'm glad you're the guy. And yeah. I'm like, that's super cool. Yeah, glad he's getting getting work because that that Hawaii Five O nonsense. Yes, that's right. Like, let's so dumb, and I'm like glad. Like, all right, let's actually let's let's get an Asian actor to play an Asian role, and yeah. like he's got that Hollywood money. That's exactly what that he deserves because he's a great actor. Yeah. So I think this is this is beneficial to everyone. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Man, dude, this uh, I'm so excited for this Hellboy movie, and he's coming to one just as soon. Woo! Black Manta's that's cool. That's right. That's exciting. Dude, that's dope. Um, anything else? Uh, because I've, I folded in the rest of last week's news into some of this week's news, some no, of the stuff fine. that crossed over. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything else we want to comment on? This I don't we? have a great memory, so I couldn't tell you even if I wanted to. Oh, oh, I just remembered. Uh, New Mutants wrapped filming last week. That's awesome. That's uh, wow, wow. That's really fast. That's yeah. super cool. So yeah, we should have a first look uh, soon. I'm, re- I'm ready for it. Yeah. Cool stuff. Cool Ma- stuff. Maisie Williams' first big acting role outside of Game of Thrones. Everyone, Sparks. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's get into some comic book news. There's actually a pretty sizable comic book uh, section in, in this week. I like those. Yeah, man. I've, I've actually put this one in here for just for you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Stop uh, it. Marvel 2-in-1 <gasps> yeah. released just, a I, major bombshell. I just listened to a Chip Zdarsky word balloon about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he, uh, Chip Zdarsky, will be working on Marvel 2-in-1, which is Ben Grimm and Johnny, St- and Johnny Storm, yep. Human Torch and the Thing, together searching for the Fantastic Four. Yep. Uh, so the original two in one book, it was kind of like just like a team up book. I was just like, hey, these two characters come together for wacky adventures. It wasn't really like a serious book. Uh, and this one, it's actually just going to be. It's focusing on these two characters. They just wanted to use the, the term two in one. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is what we've been waiting for, man. So this is what we've been so Zdarsky for. has a quote here. It's Ben and Johnny diving headfirst into the mystery of what happened to Reed, Sue, and the kids. Oh, right. They're gone, too. <laughs> yeah, everyone's dead. Uh, the world presumes that Reed, Sue, and the kids are dead, but Johnny especially can't accept that fact. So we're heading on a road trip to find out what happened. Unbeknownst to Ben and Johnny, Dr. Doom holds the key to finding the missing <gasps> heroes. Hell yeah, Writing boy. Doom is insanely fun, yeah. and my favorite Marvel book right now is Infamous Iron Man. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. So it's great to be able to play with what Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Maleev have been doing with the character. Which is amazing, by the way. Yeah, you know you really like that book. Hell yeah. Um, for the six, seven people reading it, it's it's one of their best books. <laughs> so real quickly before we get move on, uh, talk a little bit of a discussion about this one. Uh, the first episode, the first part will be called the Fate of the Four. The Fate of the Furious. And, yeah, right. The Fate of the Four. The Four are no more, so two must do. Something is very wrong with the Human Torch, and only a thing can help him. It's the Marvel Universe reunion you've all been waiting for for well half of it yep. at least. Uh, plus, what monumental secret has Doom been hiding since the end of Secret Wars, and how will it completely change the lives of Johnny Storm and Ben Grimm? I don't know, but I'm going to find out. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. 
So we may be getting the Fantastic Four back soon. So listen, this is a ridiculous, cool theory that's not going to be true. But this is what I, how I imagine getting not only the Marvel Universe back on track, but getting uh, Reed and Sue and all them. So Reed and Franklin are uh, are being gods right now, making cosmic universes. I wish they would go all the way back in time to the one million BC and implant. Because remember how Legacy is about like how the Avengers started from the beginning, and it's like all about like how yeah. how everything is connected. Yeah. He went all the way back in time to the foundation of Earth and planted the Black Panther's spirit and like the. Iron Fist spirit to make the Marvel Universe start back then. That's why it's the Avengers 1 billion because it's like, it's like, you know, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yes, but I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, not at all. But like, that's what I think of legacy is like, all right, this is fundamentally wrong. We have to go to the very beginning and make sure that the Black Panther is here and like the Iron Fist is here, like these foundations of the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be that cool. I promise you that, but it's what I want. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Sparks, you excited to see the Fantastic Four return? Maybe. I'm kind of eh. Yeah. A lot of people are because the Fantastic Four, honestly, the last good book they had was was from Hickman. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I I thought the uh, the James Robinson. Don't say the. Oh. No, 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 no. Let me finish. I think the James Robinson run. I will is not let you finish. Fine. Okay, that's fair. The Matt Fraction. Should let you The finish. Matt Fraction Fantastic Four runs fine, but Matt Fraction's FF, which was the Mike Allred comedy book, is freaking hilarious. Did he leave dude. that after three issues? No, he he finished at like eleven or twelve, and then the Allreds came and finished it. No, but, no, I remember what happened because he does he. He didn't script the last cu- the last like seven issues mm. because he left to uh, he left to do mostly his independent his independent that, books he did leave yeah. Hawkeye but like his final issue was like issue eleven or twelve but those books are are like imagine Hawkeye but with like the FF like it's those are books were truly funny. Hawkeye run was really good that ended a year after it began. hey man people get busy <laughs> that last issue came out a year later it came out it, it came out like after issue three of the new Hawkeye book was out. Yes. So there was two different Hawkeye books going on. It was hilarious. It's really weird. Yo, but I want the FF back, please. I don't care if I'm the only person reading it. We need Reed. We need Sue in these books. Yeah, I mean, they're Marvel's first family. Look, they should be there. They should be yes. included. Um, let's moving on. Uh, Marvel promised this would never happen, but it's happening. Did they? Phoenix Rising, the return of Jean Grey. It's been like 15 years, so I'm going to allow this one. Graham Morrison was the last person to kill her, right? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I say last because Chris Claremont also killed her. Hey, how many how many characters die all the time? Yeah, I know. I mean, like they've waited longer than most characters, so like. Yeah, the solicitation for this one will be out in December. Uh, I don't, I don't have the date. It's going to be written by Matthew Rosenberg, and he's uh, doing the Jean Grey book right now, I believe. Is he? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, and he's uh, art by Lionel um, Francis. You thank you. He's one of my favorite artists. Uh, real quick, the solicitation for this one reads, She will return like a phoenix from the ashes. Years ago, Jean Grey died and the X-Men mourned her. Since then, the world has changed. Her teammates how, have lived without her and died without her. And now, when strange events start happening all over the world, those teammates can only come to one conclusion. The one, the one true Jean Grey is back. Uh, so who knows what happens to the young Jean Grey, but those variant covers they're putting out are pretty cool. Yeah, they are. That uh, Ghost Rider one's wicked. The Spider-Gwen one's pretty cool, too. Yeah, they're yeah. all pretty cool. Uh, how do you how do you feel about the Sparks? Tell me you you love Jean Grey as, as much as everyone else. Uh, yeah, I think this is. Well, you know, we'll see what they do with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all, I it mean, all like depends. Conceptually, conceptually exciting in execution. Who knows? Uh, who is it? Matthew Rosen Rosenbaum? Yeah, Rosenberg. Rosenberg. Uh, Rosenbaum is Ro- someone else. Sorry. Uh, I think he. I Plus think so he's doing. Part. Yeah. yeah. That's Michael Rosenbaum. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we're both <laughs> wrong. Uh, I think that Jean Grey book. I've been told it's really good. Like like better than than has any right to be. So like if he's if he's like ushering in a new Jean Grey era, that's totally cool. Because like we haven't read Jean Grey, Jean Grey in such a, like a real Jean Grey in a long time. It's just weird that they may have two Jean and they did those Cyclops for a while. And I like that stuff. Yeah. So like two it, Jean Greys or do, or do they the all new X Men finally go back to the past? Uh then that means X Men Blue would be ending, and I don't think they're gonna do that. 
because mm. it's all about the young kids. No, Unless they, they could, consolidate all the X titles. They could just they could just consolidate X Men Blue and, and Gold into one title and Candy X Men. I wouldn't hate it because mm. then it'd be less books for me to read. <laughs> just keep astonishing, please. That's the good one. Astonishing. That's the, yeah. that's the great one. Sorry, X Men Gold's really good too. Charles Hole. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. And Gold is Guggenheim. Googs the Googster. And Blue is Cullen Bunn. Yeah. Hey, it's it's a good book. It's a good book. Uh, Unholy Grail, by the way, really good. I really enjoy it. I got the, the Fisher's first issue of Dark Arc. I don't like the art. It's super anime-ish. Yeah, and it no, is. No offense to that artist. It's not what I, I... I expected Unholy Grail art. Yeah. And I got anime art. I, 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 didn't, I didn't pick it up because I bought like $50 worth of comics. Understandable. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I wasn't crazy about it. But uh, the, the concept is really cool. I so like, maybe I'll get the trade. I, I do think it's still strong storytelling, but it's just like, uh, that, I just yeah. don't want to... That art's not killing, doing it for me. Are you reading Unholy Grail, Sparks? No. Oh. What, can you tell me one book that you're currently reading that we don't talk about that you like, maybe? Uh, I'm still reading The Woods, which was one I think my first book club. Yes, yeah, so it was. That was a, was that I, James Tinian? Or yeah, or, yeah. I'm actually surprised that book is still going because I mean, because our our comic book store doesn't carry it anymore because it's become a, a subscription only yeah, title. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I keep forgetting it's out, but I, I see the solicitation yeah. all the time. I forget that book. Yeah, that's been out for a long time too. Yeah, and I really want to continue it because I, I really like those first those first four issues. I think that's like uh, James Tinian's like first like creator own book. I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I I, I want to keep going with that. Right on. Um, moving on. Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number two. Oh, oh, is, oh. So geez. this is actually a sequel. It's not to be confused with Batman TMNT Adventures, oh. which was the animated series uh, version. This is uh, a sequel to the first miniseries that came out, written by the same people, James Tinian the fourth and Freddie Williams the second. Oh, he's great. He's great. Yeah. Um, this is a direct continuation from that story. Uh, it will also be out in December. Um, the story follows Donatello opening the portal to another reality, hoping to summon <laughs> Batman. However, the Ninja Turtles gets... Sorry, I misspelled that. The Ninja Turtles get sent to Gotham City with the portal instead. Donatello must find a way to return to New York and enlist the help of Batman to put a stop to Bane. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't expect that final Bane. Yeah. Uh, so pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, I read the first issue of that run. Not that it was bad or anything, but like I got the first issue. like, this is cool. And now that the second's out, I'll probably read that one because this is something I'm into. I'm yeah, into. it was cool stuff. I didn't read either of them. Are you into Are you into Batman and or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Sparks? Yeah, I've been meaning to pick it up, but I just haven't gotten around to doing it. Yeah, there's believe it or not, there's a lot of comic books out there. I'm not into either of those characters. What's a Batman? He is a guy who has claws for hands, and he doesn't have a good memory. Oh, Dark Claw. <sighs> Damn it, you're right. Yeah, no, no, you're right. <laughs> Amalgam Universe. Look it up, kids. Oh man, we should do an Amalgam comic for a book club someday. I don't know if i've ever actually read any of those i have them all oh wow are they good some of them are good okay cool <laughs> they're not all they're yeah. not all gems they're just fun what's the superman captain america man uh super soldier oh he's just called super soldier yep. lame <laughs> he's got a shield that's I'm captain america dark claw <laughs> superman's oh uh, dark claw adventures a lot of fun it's batman yeah. the animated series but dark claw all right yeah it's does fun. he murder fools the no well, he's not okay, Wolverine. Well, Dark Claw murders people. That's what I mean. But Dark Claw Adventures doesn't murder people. Oh, well, it's because Dark Claw Adventures is like, like a '90s crazy. No, it would be right, like all right, sorry, all right, boys. You're both pretty, but we got a lot to do. Oh, it would. It yeah, okay. The people love Dark. I'll Claw. tell you about Dark Claw some other time. Okay, maybe we'll do an episode on. Uh, hey, you call me pretty. Thanks. Do an episode on, Mag- on Amalgam on MacGyver. Uh, some rebirth shakeups. Uh, a couple of titles are 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 changing up their their our artist writer teams. Uh, Nightwing, Green Lanterns. We're not going to talk about those. Oh, we will but talk about good changes. Yeah, but we will talk about as Justice League is changing up. Um, I always thought it was kind of a mistake to put him on. What's the guy's name? 
What Deathstroke? No, um, talking about? the guy who was doing Justice League, Chris uh, uh, Brian Hitch. Yeah, I always thought it was kind of a mistake to put him on a on a on a biweekly book. Um, well, because he's doing it himself, right? No, he's not doing the art by himself. Okay. Um, wasn't he? Wasn't he at the beginning though? Yes. Okay. Uh, so so well now they've changed, they've changed it up and it's actually the creative team who's doing Deathstroke. Oh my! I'm, I'm uh, gonna start reading this book. Christopher Priest, uh, who wrote a great run on Black Panther, the best Black Panther run, uh, and has been doing a pretty good run on Deathstroke. Hell yeah! Uh, we'll be right. We'll be taking over on Justice League 30, uh, 34 out December sixth. Uh, oh my god! Thirty four. Yeah. That double shipping is insane, dude. I know, isn't oh my it? god. Yeah, uh, Christopher Priest will be joined by Pete Woods, who's doing action comics uh, for the first arc titled Lost. Uh, it will see the team deal with a major tragedy caused when a sleep-deprived Batman makes a critical error. That mistake will force the League to examine their place in the world and their relationship with humanity. Priest says, My goal is to treat the Justice League more like a workplace drama, although we will, of course, still have world threats, nasty villains, including Deathstroke, and alien armadas. The League's greatest challenge will be to define their place in this new and increasingly cynical age. This is perfect, dude. I'm so ready for this. I haven't read a single issue of this new Justice League, but I'm going to pick it up at 34. All right, the first issue is okay. Yeah. Uh, man, Christopher Priest, like, that Black Panther run, I haven't read it in a while, but it's amazing. And I haven't, I've only read a couple issues of Deathstroke. One specifically where it goes to Chicago. It's like a standalone issue. And, like, the city of Chicago is, like, the murder capital of the world, right, or mm-hmm. of the United States. So the government, like, pays them, like, yo, can you help us? And it's a super weird, effed-up look at, like, politics in America and mercenaries. And it's it's such a good issue. And he deals with, like, these headspaces of these crazy characters. So I definitely want, like, an NCIS work drama of these characters and Batman going nuts. Like, Batman needs sleep. He's a human being. Yeah. So, like, he has to make some mistakes sometimes. Regardless of what he says. Exactly. And he needs sleep. And and I think Christopher Priest is a, a fantastic guy to bring that out. I think this is... I'm really excited. You can tell. Yeah, man. Like, I, Justice League. Yeah, I mean, I haven't read Justice League since John's uh, departed the title yep. uh, after the New 52. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, man. I have all those issues, and they're all great. Yeah. Oh. Well, um, some of them are not great. Mm, I should take that back. Yeah, uh, I retract that, situ- that 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 statement. Some of it's good. Um, Dark Side War is excellent, but no, I, I might pick this up also because I, I I like Christopher Priest. I think he's a great writer. He he really knows how to do the long game. Yeah, like that that a lot of his runs are the long game. Like he's always playing the idea like, where am I going to be twenty issues from now? Where am I going to be forty issues from now? Twenty issues from now. Yeah, the double shipping is really difficult on yeah. on people, and now he'll be doing. Two double shipped books, Deathstroke and, and Justice League. Deathstroke double shipped too. Yeah. Oh, come on, DC. <laughs> yeah, man. That's Al- how you get all these fill in issues. No one wants. Aquaman was the first was the first time uh, that they switched to double ship to a to a to a. Uh, Stepan needs that time. Yes, he does. Uh, he's actually leaving after issue thirty. I'm so sad. He's got to move on to something big now, right? I really he, hope so. He's gotta. I really hope so. Uh, but no, I think this is really cool, and I'm looking forward to this. Uh, maybe picking up a new Justice League book because both those Justice League books don't interest me right now. What's the other one? Just League of America. Oh, is that that Lobo book still? Yep. No, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what about what about you, Sparks? Are you going to pick up Justice League when Christopher Priest comes on board? Yeah, sounds pretty good. Yeah. Have you read anything of Christopher Priest's before? I don't think so. No. Didn't he create Martin Freeman's character in Civil War? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I, uh, I, I mistakenly said I thought that guy was the leader of the Thunderbolts. I was way wrong. Like many, many months ago, I was like, oh, I, I regret saying that to this day. I think about it every single time I go to sleep. Do you like, really? No, not really. No. <laughs> no. But just like, I just remember, I'm like, damn it, I don't like being wrong about things. Yeah, no, we've been wrong before on yeah, the show yeah, that yeah. that keep me up at night. Yeah, you're, you're sleep deprived, just like Batman. Yeah, man, I am Batman. 
Oh, that's why I never see you and Batman in the same I, place. I have Batman I'm running through my veins. Oh, oh okay. There we go. Here we are. <laughs> the one thing. Bat- Dark Knight's Metal. Let's uh, move on from comic books to comic book TV shows. Similar but different. Yeah. I mean, both serialized storytelling. You're right. Um, Supergirl. Actually, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to phrase it like this. All the CW shows dropped a ton of shit yeah. this past week. Yep, yep, yep. Um, some promos for Flash and Supergirl, uh, not all of which I saw. Uh, some of some of them I did. I haven't seen any of this. They're pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Flash one's kind of disappointing, mainly because Barry Allen is back, and I kind of feel they, like so. So the first half of these marketing things were, oh, Barry's gone, and now they're telling, oh, he's coming back. Don't worry. Yeah, like, like the, well, do the plot of the be, first episode. Do you want me to be Barry's surprised back. or like, do you want me to care? Well, do you want me to? So how do you want me to do this? Do you want me to read the synopses first and then we discuss, or let's do let's do each each show like a synopsis? All right. So so Supergirl's uh, first episode synopsis was released. Uh, first episode title: Girl of Steel. Uh, Kara deals with the loss of Monel by focusing all her energy on being Supergirl and the mysterious new threat against National City. Alex confesses her a secret to Maggie about their impending nuptials. Aww. A citizen of National City has a mysterious connection to Kara, and Lena makes a bold move. So oh. very vague, very vague. <laughs> yeah, think people do things and people do stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that probably doesn't tell you a lot about what the newest season is going to be like, even the first episode. But it's kind of look, Supergirl is great. Who, who's the villain of this one? Have they said? Oh yes, they did. It's. It's a character from the New 52 Supergirl run. It's not live. Liar. It's something like that. You're, yeah, I something f- like that. I, f- I forgot the name. We reported it uh, weeks ago. A lot of news. That's okay. Yeah. It's all right. Do you remember? Do you do you remember Sparks? Not off the top of my head. No. Man, I, I think, think Wrath or Wraith. I think I you're think right. Wrath. I think you're right. Uh, but actually, the the promo they released um, has another character, Bloodsport. I have no idea. No, I don't remember the name either. I'm <laughs> uh, the season three villain for Supergirl's Reign. Rain. rain, like like the like like the rain in the in the, the the forest, or rain with a G. Rain with a G. Ooh, let's get royal. Is she British? Oh boy. King King Kingsman reference. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. British people. Speaking of Kingsman, no, I'm kidding. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's kind of cool. I mean, tells us nothing. So what can Super we really big. say? Uh, Flash. Is Katie Sackhoff in this show? Which she's a villain in some show. Flash. Cool. She's a villain. In Flash. I'm so ready for her. Uh, yeah, me too. The first episode uh, titled The Flash Reborn. Um, with Barry and the, and the Speed Force, Iris, Kid Flash, Joe, and Vibe have taken over protecting Central City. However, when a powerful armored villain threatens to, to level Savitar? the city, <laughs> if the Flash doesn't appear, Cisco makes a risky decision to break Barry out of the Speed Force. However, the Barry that comes out isn't the same Barry that went in. The Red Death. <laughs> Yo, that would be intense. <laughs> right? What a crossover event. <laughs> Man. Uh, no, that'd be awesome, though. Oh, but can you imagine if they do incorporate some new god stuff? Like maybe this, the, the 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 Black Racer. Yeah, that'd well, be cool. Didn't they kind of already? No, 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 no. We, the, the rival we all thought was the Black Racer, but who's like the the the, the monster ghost that's chasing Aobarthon? Oh, the Black Flash. Yeah, isn't that like isn't that no, the Black the, Racer? That's different. Oh. The Black Racer is a new god, essentially. Oh, kind okay. of. It's like a Dementor thing. Yeah, the the Black Flash is a Dementor. Okay, cool. Think of it that way. What a crossover! Yeah. Uh, so again, doesn't really tell us a whole lot, but really does tell us that Barry Allen is back in the first episode. That's cool, I guess. I I think it's a mistake. Yeah. I mean, look, it's called the Flash. I get it, but leave him off the table. Make yeah. us miss him. Yeah, that's what I fully expected. But just like Flashpoint, it's not gonna last at all. Right. Right. I'm really worried that like Flash, like the other shows, like started bad, got good. I hope Flash is like not the opposite. Like it started great, and now it's just getting worse. <laughs> well, no, Arrow started good and then got bad, and then got the good again. The first season of Arrow was not good. I don't think it's better than the fourth season of Arrow. We'll talk about that later, maybe, because I don't remember exactly okay. the specifics. 
Uh, the second season of Arrow is excellent. Yes. Uh, yeah. So again, I, I think Sparks, you and I have talked. We talked about. Th- we all talked about this on the show. Uh, we wanted them to keep Barry off the table for a bit. Yeah. Um, so that's a little disappointing, but not surprised. No, not surprised. I mean, no, it's it's entirely unsurprising and entirely disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we just gotta go wait for our true flashpoint in the movie. Honestly, okay, so what it is is it just means that the season finale it's it's just not very impactful. Doesn't mean anything. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, you exactly. know they're gonna undo it right away, which is the same problem we had going into Flashpoint. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh we it what what's the point? Yeah. What's the point of putting him in the speed force if you're not gonna keep him there or if you're gonna just bring him back? I Because because they just have to give you that cliffhanger for no no reason. Yeah, and they have to, they have to give us a fake flat, uh, speed storm. Thanks for giving my hopes up again. Godspeed? Godspeed? You really wanted to yeah, Godspeed? Yeah, I do. It's cool. That's yeah. awesome. Godspeed was pretty that great. That Rebirth stuff's dope. Talk about a series that started good and it's not going really well right now. I stopped reading Flash, but I can't comment if it's good or not anymore. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Um, Arrow, talk about... Okay, Talk about frustratingly vague. You want to hear Arrow's oh first episode synopsis? Wait, don't even tell me. Is Who makes it off the island? Is the Arrow going to make it off? Is it okay? How is his baby? That's too many words. Oh. Uh, the first episode is called Fallout. Oliver deals with the fallout of the explosion on the island. That's it. Oh, cool. That's it. You know, at least they don't tell us what happens in the episode. I like the Flash. <laughs> It's yeah. true. I actually, I actually like that they didn't give anything away. Yeah, because I'd rather not know who survives. Because someone's gotta die. Someone has to die, or else what? Totally or mother. else, what's the point of everyone on the island blowing up? It's totally the mother. Cool. <laughs> Turn him into Connor Hawk, little little vigilante man. Man, they got age of there. They've done a good job of keeping all the characters out of the marketing outside of Oliver. Yes, that's true. They have. Yeah. Uh, I do appreciate. And that. I, I've been like. And we only know that Deathstroke is al- is alive. Yeah. I've purposely been avoiding. A lot of this stuff because. Do you know what Mark Guggenheim said about Deathstroke? He uh, he he make basically all but confirmed that Deathstroke's not in the Batman movie now. Oh yeah, that was a bit of news. Too. Oh, can you just very briefly? It's yeah. just so what happens. So the reason why Harley Quinn wasn't I, in yeah, I do know that yeah. the Suicide Squad were killed off because the movie the because of the movies they always Warner Brothers prioritizes the movies and won't la- allow characters to intersect. It's like people, uh, I don't watch Gotham, but people apparently like Harley Quinn is like she should totally be on the show. It makes sense, but like yeah. there, it's never gonna happen. Yeah, so the uh, Warner Brothers doesn't let their doesn't let uh, the characters pop up, which is why it's so strange that Flash has a TV show. But <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so Mark Guggenheim was like, I only, honestly, all I can tell you is that they let us use Deathstroke and they wouldn't yep. let us use Harley Quinn. <laughs> he moved from the checkbox of movies to the checkbox of TV again. Yeah. There's like a left and a right. Like, well, take him off the left. Yeah. So, uh, maybe Joe Mag- Magnum. Mag- handsome man from <laughs> Magic Mike. <laughs> no longer there. Magnolia. Magnolia. Thank you. Steel Magnolias. Yeah. So that's. Interesting. I think Deathstroke is super dope. So uh, I really like Deathstroke on the show. Yeah, I'll give you more. And now that he's like refo- like reformed, he can be like more like the comics where he's like an antihero. And yeah, he could date Tara. <sighs> <sighs> Next, please. <laughs> uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, also, we haven't gotten a promo for Legend of Tomorrow in a bit, but uh, uh, they the, promised dinosaurs, so I better see dinosaurs. The first episode is called the Rubicon. 
a Rubicon, like a, Rubicon. a convention? Yeah. Hell yeah. A Rubicon. Uh, when the legends realize that they broke the timeline, Rip Hunter arrives with his new organization, the Time Bureau, to relieve to relieve them of duty. The legends are thrilled to get back to get a chance to put the team back together, but a new threat arises when Rory spots Julius Caesar in Aruba. Oh. Sarah, Nate, and Ray devise a plan to steal the Wave Rider back from the Time Bureau in order to try and stop Julius Caesar from conquering the modern world. Victor Garbra, <laughs> Macy Richardson, Sellers, and Franz Drame also star. You know it's funny because you said Ray. Yeah. Which is Ray Palmer, but I thought of the Ray, which is like he hasn't been introduced yet. Oh, that's later. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So we've gotten now. This is our third synopsis for Legends of Tomorrow season three. Ooh, really? And each time changes, just like the time, the story, the time but tells change. us more about what's happening. I think that's a pretty awesome idea. Julius Caesar trying to conquer the modern world. I'm yeah, pretty cool with that. I'm yeah. down with that. And uh, yeah, Rip Hunter, bad guy again. Okay, whatever. Oh, is he? Is he bad guy again? His time Bureau doesn't like. You know, he's. he's Time, well, you know, you got it. It's less that it's less that he's a villain and more that he's a opposing force. Okay, he's got a he's got a that timeline strict. You got to keep it on track. Get Julius Caesar and those dinosaurs. Speaking out of, of characters there. that deserve to be in a show, Booster Gold should totally be in the show. I, I feel, yeah, yeah, he's a perfect person for that show, considering they're all time traveling. But like, I feel like they're saving him. He's for Rip a movie. Hunter's dad. Yeah, they'll oh. never do it. I feel like they're saving him for a show. Well, I mean, we, or a movie. We remember, we found out that um, Andrew Kreisberg and Greg Berlanti are developing a blue and gold movie. Oh yeah, is that still happening from years ago? I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, yeah, and it is it is sad. Like uh, you know, I would like to see it. Also, uh, they I guess they're putting a cowl on Bruce Wayne and Gotham. Nope. I I made yeah I made a post about that like it's time for Bruce to put on the mask and I was like no what effing isn't <laughs> no uh-uh. it's not that looks Please bad no. it looks bad yeah come uh, on Gotham moving on um we've also got some news about the November crossover the four part crossover <gasps> will be a true four part crossover because Supergirl is now on the right schedule uh not having to switch stations thank the Lord um Vancouver it's titled this is really exciting <gasps> Crisis on Earth X that poster was so good. There are two things that there are two buzzwords here that are really exciting. Crisis, crisis was always and always the. fun. And the <laughs> <laughs> and Earth X. Yeah, boy. Earth X. If, for those of you who don't know, in That's the comic Nazi books, Nazis. Earth X is the world where Superman fell in Germ- Nazi Germany yep. and not in in uh, Kansas. Over under fifty percent. We see Tyler Hoechlin as Nazi Superman. Uh, under fifty percent. Under? Damn it! Yeah, I want to see that. Because so Supergirl bad. is is in is in that world. Oh, so there's the, a Nazi. Supergirl. Oh, so it's Nazi Supergirl. That that that's. I'll accept that. Yeah, I'll take it. And the only reason why I know that is because they released the first clip of the Ray of Freedom Fighters, the Ray earlier uh, this year. Uncle Sam? No, we don't see Uncle Sam. Although Shit. I'm certain he's in it. He's in it. He's got to be in it. He's, in he's it. gotta be in it. Um, for those of you who don't know, there's a character <laughs> called Uncle Sam. He's a crime fighter. He's amazing. And he looks like Uncle Sam. Yep. Um, so we, um, so we got a first glimpse of this, seeing the Nazi versions of Ollie and Barry and Kara. That's so cool. Um, and that's an animated series. So this will also introduce the live action version of the Ray who will debut earlier on CW seed in the, in the animated series, Freedom Fighters of the Ray, uh, which, you know, much like Vixen and we have a cast, Russell, we have Russell Tovey was cast. Uh, in the role as the Ray, so it'll be live action and um, uh, animated, just like Matt Ryan. And he's going to be—they're going to be based off the idea of oh, uh, Bixen is more more like it. Oh, okay. Um, because uh, Matt well, Ryan Matt Ryan's going to be the voice of the yeah, but that was that's, that was they cast Matt Ryan live oh, action and then no, I know. Yeah, um, will be based off the multiversity version of the character who is uh gay. 
Yeah. So that's cool. Apparently he's like uh, he was like a gay actor too. Yeah. So it's like it's like all right, man. Yeah, so that's cool. Uh I'm actually really excited for this cuz Earth X is really exciting I'm to all see. About it, dude. That poster was awesome. It was super cool. So it looks like it's going to be based off uh, the 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 bookend uh, will be the the wedding of Barry and, I- and Iris. At first, I didn't realize that was Barry and Iris. At the bottom, I'm like, who are these two randos? <laughs> oh yeah, in the superhero picture, I'm like, oh, they're going to get married. Or what something. was the thing you picked up on Sparks? Oh, that Snart is back. Yeah. Again. <sighs> Stop killing him. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm. <laughs> Look, that ju- character's great. Just keep him. Don't stop killing him. Either keep him or, or kill him. What make is he, Batman? Mind. Yeah. He's going through time. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> A pirate snart and, like, caveman <laughs> snart. Oh, I'd want it. I'd watch it. That'd be great. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of interesting. That's... I, I, are we all excited for this, or is this apprehension? What do we got? No, man. Every crossover has been getting better of a year. The like, last one was really good. The invasion was awesome. Yeah. And now that it's like, it's like, it's a two night event for four TV shows, right? Yeah. So it's happening like all at once. So it's like, I feel like it's a lot more focused because now that Supergirl's actually involved, like this is like a true, like everything, it's like a true co- comic crossover. Yeah. Sparks? Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It's exciting. So are we going to see all these evil versions? Are we going to see evil Oliver? Are we going to see evil Nazi? They're on Ray the poster. Palmer. That's what I mean. So, like, I really hope it's not. I don't like, think we'll see evil versions of the legends, but I do think it's more likely we'll see evil versions of Barry and Ollie and Kara. Hell yeah, dog! I want it. I think maybe the legends might just be along for the ride. Yeah, they're time travelers. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love I love the multiverse. Same. This is really exciting. I really hope we see Uncle Sam and the Freedom Fighters. I want I want to see him so bad. <laughs> That's the, he's the silly. He's like one of the silliest comic book characters. Yeah. He's awesome. He was in uh, man, he was in Multiversity. Yeah, dude. Remember when when they did the Earth X Multiversity yeah. issue? That that comic starts with a with a the panel of Hitler Poopman. <laughs> yeah. That's the you first know, thing you Jim see. Jim Lee. Jim Lee. You know what I you know what I did just realize? What? what? The the Crisis poster does confirm people who survived Arrow. Oh no. I haven't even looked at it. Shit. <laughs> oh it, no. It, it confirms it confirms that Wild Dog, Black Canary, and Mr. Terrific all survived. Okay. Oh no, you know, we knew that Black Canary survived because they keep talking about how Black Canary and Black Siren are going to have a fight in this season. Sure, sure, but I mean like it's it's I didn't even realize that until two and two together. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, all right, whatever. I'm, a, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of hoping Mr. Terrific was dead. Yeah, I, <laughs> of all, yeah, sorry, sorry, Mr. Terrific, get out of there. I think they're pretty they're I think they're pretty determined to make him the Mr. Terrific from the comics. <sighs> okay. Yeah, my pro- my problem is that you really don't have space the way they've structured the show. We've talked about this before for him and for uh Wild Dog. Uh Felicity's character. Uh, oh, oh yeah, tech people. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need both of them. On the same show. Yeah, that's why you kill Felicity. <laughs> oh, just kidding. Give me all Felicity, please. Felicity has become a much stronger character since no. the last season. After all that, was it Helix? That company? Yeah. The evil company? I was <laughs> all about that. I thought, I thought she was going to go bad for Really wish they had kept that. Yeah, same. Um, should we move on? Sure. Uh, this is actually something that's kind of uh, weird, uh, but I think it's kind of exciting. I love weird. Uh, Riverdale is getting a spinoff. Oh, yeah. I didn't finish it. Neither did I. <laughs> uh, it's on Netflix now, so I'll probably watch it. Yeah, so Riverdale is getting a spinoff. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Is she, was she on that show first? No. Okay. The Chilling Adventures... This is a horror TV didn't series. They, sorry, real quick, Brandon. Didn't they not confirm that it was a spinoff yet? No, they did. They've just confirmed. Like, just like with Black, like Black Lightning and Supergirl? Well, I guess the official statement is companion series to Riverdale. Okay. Mm, mm. So, I mean, take that how you will. Now, is this going to premiere after Riverdale Season 2? 
Because I, I bet she'll be on there. This is that's being the, that's the Flash Gateway. Show. This is being developed right now, so who knows? Okay, so I'm sure Riverdale um, season two is already in development. What if this is Riverdale? If this is a spinoff of Riverdale, and again, official statement, companion series. So maybe, maybe Torchwood being coy. Um, this confirms that magic and demons. Because this is the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is a great horror comic. It's like the that, new Buffy that mixes. No, it's Cthulhu. No, no, it I mixes mean, like, they Sabrina. Want their, they want their teenage girl. I guess so, but they, it mixes Sabrina with with kind of the cult of Cthulhu and all that sort of thing. You know, she's in a boarding house that's basically run by satanic uh, people. Um, uh, but it's the show is going to be developed by the showrunner of Riverdale, who is also the writer of both the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina comic and uh, Afterlife with Archie. Comic. I did not know that. That's actually awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I like those two comics. Those are really good. Yeah. How is Riverdale not, not as good? Because it's, it's, it's because a, making a comic and making a TV show are two totally different things. And they're both they're both horror centric and, and Riverdale is much more of a drama. Yeah. Um That makes me more excited to watch that show than it does Riverdale. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina being a horror comic in the vein of what did they say? Uh Rosemary's Baby and The Exorcist. I love Rosemary's Baby. So that's kind of exciting. That's about a demon baby. Uh so what's the statement here? Uh it will be developed alongside Greg Berlanti. Uh the show will have a tone similar to Rosemary's Baby and The Exorcist, focusing on Sabrina's struggle being half witch, half mortal as she confronts evil uh, forces threatening those she cares for. This is—is is this still Sabrina, the teenage witch? No, but like horror. No, aspects. I mean, but it's the same character. Yeah, like that's—I love that dude. Fun fact: Sabrina, the teenage witch, is set in the same world as Boy Meets World. Oh my god, comic book crossover! <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the Melissa Joan Hart one. Yes, the Melissa that's, Joan Hart that, sitcom. No, dude, get get Melissa Joan Hart. Oh, get her back. Oh, Yo, god. if she could play one of the ants, that'd be great. That'd be dope. That'd be what awesome. is she doing? She's doing that reality show with she, her husband. I don't know. Melissa and Joey, whatever. That wasn't a reality show. It's just calm. Oh, I don't watch it. I don't know. Oh. It's got laughs in it. It's <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm down for th- I'm down for this. Uh any any other comments on that? I know I know Sparks you're a little apprehensive because of your reaction to Riverdale on this one. Yeah, I have I have no reason to be interested right now. I just don't. So it, it makes it makes more sense for a, a horror Sabrina comic to be a horror TV show, as whereas Archie is a kid thing turned into an adult property. So I think this makes more sense than, than Riverdale does. Right, but I, I, I also think I would kind of rather see Afterlife with Archie now. They're doing Halloween specials. That's what they said for that. Yes, they did. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully so that's, they'll that's do what it. that's going to be. It's going to be like the community special where each episode is not really about zombies, but the zombies are in the episode. Right. That'd be cool. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Uh, I'm totally down for all this spooky stuff. Like all, apparently people really. Can you imagine really like if Riverdale, Riverdale would, if, you know how they did with um, uh, Preacher doing the first season as a prequel to the comic? Yeah. Can you imagine if Riverdale was a prequel to Afterlife with Archie? That would be cool. And, and this th- is th- how th- they show said, just turns into a horror show. Yeah. Like Breaking Bad. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. It's not happening, but it'd be great. Um, real quick, I want to talk about Gifted because this is actually really cool. I'm getting really excited for that show, dude. So Gifted just cast uh, a really good actor, uh, Garrett Dillahunt. Uh, will be playing a character named Robert uh, Roderick Campbell, who it play who is actually the character Ahab in the comics, who is a kind of half si- half a uh, half sentinel, half man oh, from the Days of Future Past universe. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, that's interesting. That's from, okay. I'm I'm I keep seeing more TV commercials, TV commercials like YouTube commercials for it. I'm getting I'm getting jazzed for this, man. Have you read anything with Ahab in him? I not that I. He was in no. the Uncanny Avengers run with Recommender. He was part of uh, Kang's Avengers. Oh oh man, it's been a while. Yeah, that's awesome though. I love that run. Yeah, he, uh, Ahab's a cool character. Half Sentinel man. Oh man, that sounds cool. So, uh, but this might not be the same thing. You know, they might diverge a little bit. Uh, 
he will play a he will play a key recurring role in the new series. Um, and he's a mutant researcher contracted by the Sentinel Services. Professional, intense, and intimidating. Doctor Campbell has a morally dubious mission yet to be revealed. I so. feel like so. Uh, almost like how like cyborg cyborg from the Justice League gets like infused with technology. Mm-hmm. He's a regular dude who gets infused with Sentinel technology. Kind well, of. the idea in the comic is that he's shown his future being a sadistic mutant hunter, and uh, he tries everything in his power to avoid that. But by avoiding that, he becomes that. That's that's so. time travel for you. That's yeah, how man, it works. That's how it works. Yep. Uh, and he's initially f- the the future version is from the Age of Apocalypse ca- uh, version. Uh, Age of Future Past. Yes. Yeah. No. Which one? Days of Future Past. Um, are you at all excited for this, Sparks? Like, I the more I see it, the, and it's it's directed by Brian Singer, the first episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, man, this could be something cool. Maybe I'm yeah, just, I'm it, off the high of Legion too, though. So. No, I'm interested in watching it. it it's definitely got me more into it. Casting Garrett Dillahunt because I love that actor. So, like, I'll watch anything he's in. Yeah, man, it's got Blink. It's got like Polaris or something. So like, my worry that it was just gonna be like not an X Men show. Like, it's still gonna be an X Men show, just not with Wolverine, which is which is the, that's what the Flash is. But even though it's the Flash, you know what I mean? Like, did you, just, you see that that CBR put out a, a, a thing? Is they need to recast Wolverine now? I'm like, no, nah, maybe you wait. Yeah, wait a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm look. I I like Matt Nix. I really like Burn Notice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have no reason to not be excited for the show, yeah. and I I do really like Garrett Dill- Dillahunt. Um. The two things I know him from are Burn Notice, and uh, is he the main guy? No. Oh, okay. No, that's Jeffrey Donovan. I don't. I don't watch Burn Notice. He was. He was this. He was an assassin that constantly reappeared. That that was like the opposing force of Jeffrey Donovan's character. He was his Joker. Gotcha. And he was the Terminator in Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles. Okay. Which now, is a really good show. Yes, I know who you're talking about now. That Got a lot it. of people should have given more of a chance. Yep. The the Terminator for the majority of the show, not when it first started. Right. No, I, I think I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. Yeah, man, they should have kept that show going. Oh, he's wow. also a, he's also the dad on Raising Hope, if you know that, Ryan. Oh, that guy's so cool. Yeah. Oh, I love him. He's so charming. Speaking of Terminator, we're not going to talk about Terminator Six because screw oh, that. Not. No, screw that movie. I like it that everyone's coming back. I think they're they're doing the they're doing the Neil Baumclamp not alien movie that's happening, which is a good approach. I want that alien movie so bad. <laughs> um, Connor's back. Old Arnold's back. Get Edward Furlong in it. Man, Arnold's going to be the only character to appear in all the Terminator movies. He needs money, too. Jeez. He needs that pool. Uh, he needs he, another as pool. As bad as three is. He needs another Hummer. As bad as three is, he plays a guy that the model is based off of, and he's like an America dude with a silly accent No, or they, something. They took, that ca- they took that part out. That's a deleted scene. That's a deleted scene? Mm-hmm. That's the best scene in the movie that doesn't exist. So um, that's my canon, is, is silly American Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, they should have kept that You in. guys should watch that deleted scene. It's amazing. Um. So moving on, Punisher released a new a new synopsis and a trailer. Oh, but I don't know when it's coming out. That so. didn't have a release date. We still don't know when this show is coming out. Dude, it's Justice League. It's guaranteed yeah. Justice League week. I it's guaranteed. No, I I think it's I think it's actually going to drop. A lot of rumors have been pointing to October. I think they're going to drop it really soon. Isn't October? I think it's gonna be. I think it's going to be a stealth drop. Isn't October Stranger Things? Yeah, they do, they tend not to push. They not tend not to put out uh, two big shows in one month. Um, well, if they put if they put Punisher out in the first half of the month, then it's not going to be competitive because people binge watch anyway. I think fair. I think even though October, November are only one month apart, I think since it's now September, it's September, right? I'm yeah. going crazy. We're almost out. We're almost out of September. So yeah, I don't think they would release it in a, within a couple weeks. You know what I mean? They yeah. wouldn't say, "Oh, it's coming out in three weeks." I think it's I think it's going to be the middle of November. Look, we would have had a release date by now. Well, what I'm was, saying is I don't. I, I'm saying it's possible that they're just not going to say, oh, yeah. and it's just going to show up. But why wouldn't yeah. they want to say? Why wouldn't they market the shit out of this? It's to keep people talking about it, maybe. I don't know. 
We're talking about it. Yeah, because do they need to? If it just drops on Netflix one day and you go on and at the top of the Netflix thing it says, The Punisher, watch all episodes now. What are you going to do? They've never done that before. Have they ever done a stealth drop like that, though? No, not to my knowledge. Not for a Marvel property. I think they would want to, they would, they would let you know. Strange, like, well, Stranger Things, uh, also you can make the argument that could, they should, they could do the same thing with Stranger Things, I, but we know when that's coming I, out. I am merely making a, hypo- a hypothesis on why they wouldn't say the release date this late in the year when we know it's coming out this year. Yeah, well that makes sense. It's just, it's, it's, this the first time it's ever happened, I think. Yeah. That's interesting. Generally we know by the time, uh, they release what's coming out in the next month. We know what's coming out next month. It's Voltron and, and Stranger Things, other two major <laughs> releases. Um, it's like Cloverfield. Like, we knew the date of Cloverfield before we knew what it was called. Right. Uh, January 11th, 2011. So it's, it's, I think, I'm thinking November. I, I'm, I swear, dude, it's like they released Daredevil like the same week as Batman vs. Superman. I'm telling you, it's going to be like that week of Justice League. Did they do that on purpose? I don't think so, but probably. Yeah. I'm just I'm not I'm not going to be surprised if it just suddenly appears. There I, I saw be, I, I saw some of those awesome. rumors. I saw some of those rumors too. I also I didn't read the article, but I saw a thing that said this disputes the October 13th, but I didn't read it. I don't really care. Um, trailer. The trailer looks really cool. Looks like Punisher to me, baby. Yeah, I'm really excited for the show. Like microchips like I I want to be I want to help. Let me help you. Yeah. I'm super stoked for the show. As long as you let me kill every one of them. Yeah, no problem. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. What do you think Sparks of the, the trailer? No, I'm super into it. Yeah, it's gonna be good. One, one penny, two penny. I really hope the show is good because I remember Daredevil season two is not as good as the first season, but I still really like Daredevil season two. Yep. Specifically, I really like Punisher. So you know, you knock them down, they get back up. I keep them down. That that rooftop scene is amazing, man. Yeah, it's, it's really great. Uh, Karen's in it. We know that Karen's yep. in it. Um, so like, I've seen some people scuttlebutt about this online and being like. So is this just going to be another Punisher story where like he's a bad guy and someone's like, oh, you, you can't be doing that, and he's like, well, I'm going to do it. Like, is there going to be anything new to this? Not that there necessarily needs to be, but like, well, but 13 episodes instead of a two and a half hour film, yeah, it's got to be. I, was, uh, I, would, I would assume. Hope so. No, I'd hope so. Just yeah. like a lot of Punisher stories, like when it's not done right, it revolts down to like, well, I make the decisions. You can't. There's like, so many Punisher stories they could do. They could do Frankencastle, and when he's an <laughs> angel of death. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I still think like the Greg Rucker run, where or uh, there's like a lady Punisher version of him, and he's like her mentor. It's like super emotional. Isn't that great. also the run where he's like, "Weren't you dead? I got better." Yeah. <laughs> well, hey man, that's comics. That's just writing comics. I, I just really like Punisher yeah. when he does that. Because that's for Frankencastle, yeah. Oh, Frankencastle. Uh, it looks like it's got like Detective Soap, who is like the black detective. Like mm-hmm. it looks like they're doing the straight regular story. Um, I wonder, do we know who the bad guy is yet? Is it just That's like my gangsters? Knowledge. Is it just gangsters? Probably just gangsters. Yeah. I really like Jigsaw. Well, we didn't know about Diamondback until uh, until the series started. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it's someone else. I don't think it's gonna be Jigsaw because he was already done perfectly in Warzone, where he's given a big speech behind an American flag. Oh, I'm Jigsaw, and you need to take America back. Who did John Travolta play? Uh, that was a, no. That was the first Punisher. Movie. I know, but who did John Travolta play? Uh, uh, just a gangster. Oh, okay. N- there's nobody cool in that movie except the Russian. Uh, synopsis came out. The Marvels in Marvels, the Punisher, after exacting TM. revenge on those responsible for the death of his wife and children, Frank Castle uncovers a conspiracy that runs far deeper than New York's criminal underworld. Now known throughout the city as the Punisher, he must discover the truth bef- about injustices that affect more than his family alone. The uh, the Nathan Edmondson Mitch Gerard run from a couple years ago, mm-hmm. uh, the Marvel Now stuff has him in L.A. He moves to L.A. and he's dealing with like with like uh, a, like uh, a, like a Mexican drug cartel, and it's like it's like a new experience because he's always been in New York. And they hire Electro, 
and he fights Electro, and he's like, "This, I'm not ready for this. This is a whole new type of, like, I'm usually just fighting dudes with guns, and it's awesome. It's great. Yeah. Electro's not going to be in this show. Sorry, guys. That'd be funny. It would be, what are you doing here, Jamie Foxx? <laughs> oh, no. I got better. <laughs> I got a better deal. <laughs> Uh yeah, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Anything else we want to add before we get to the last bit of no, uh, man. I'm just glad TV show. Oh, news. dude, there are heavy. I just, I've heard this from multiple people, multiple people websites that freaking Moon Knight is in this show. And if if he's playing a taxi driver, if you see a taxi driver with a mustache, that's freaking Jake Lockley. That's Stephen Grant. That's that's Moon Knight, baby. Mark Spector. Mark Spector. Well, that's his real name, but I like his multiple personality. Jake names. Lockley. Jake Lockley. That's the one who's the taxi. He's a taxi driver. driver yeah. Yep. Man, I'm excited. I would, I would kill for a Moon Knight TV series. It, I, dude, it's just like Rorschach. He always appears at the end is nigh with a sign. You never know it's Rorschach. But he's going to be in there. He's going to be taxing him around. At the very end, he's going to put on a Moon Knight outfit. Oh, I'm, it's not going to happen. I'm going to cry, but it's great. It's be really cool. So Don't excited. keep your hopes up. I, I've seen you crush before. Metal Gear. I'm, I'm already, my hopes are already <laughs> destroyed. Uh, no release date yet. Uh, I got a poster, but it's cool. pretty cool. Watchmen... Uh, HBO has officially announced they have ordered a pilot from David Lindelof to do a Watchmen TV series. We don't have a series order. We just have a pilot order. So that's pretty exciting, though. I, yeah, dude. Uh, my question, uh, there's not much to say about this, but I do have a question for, for, the, for, the, for the council. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't like Watchmen, so. Okay, well, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> take the tattoo off. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, uh, do we want to see this be a faithful adaptation or do we want to see this take new directions maybe incorporate before Watchmen or Sparks what do we want to see from this Sparks go first because I got to talk a lot about this uh, I'm not really fam- very familiar with the before Watchmen stuff so I'm kind of of the opinion of probably keep it pretty faithful to the comic even though it, uh, but I mean I'm kind of also of the opinion of I don't really know that we need this show to be honest right because you like the movie no, not because I like the movie, but because the movie exists. Hmm. I just don't know what the show is going to do very different. That's going to, like, without without changing the material, I don't know how the show can uh, set itself too, too far apart to warrant it being, I, I don't know. But that's my question. Like, do we want to see this uh, go in different directions, and do we want, or do we want to see it be faithful? So... The movie Watchmen is a double-edged sword because Zack Snyder likes to adapt things directly. He uses the the 300 comic book as a storyboard uh, and and Dark Knight Returns and all that kind of stuff. Watchmen is very, very, very faithful, almost to a fault, to the comic. And the problem with that is some things just work better on page and some things work better on screen. And Zack Snyder directs things, uh, he adapts things perfectly, beat for beat. And I think a lot of Watchmen works visually. Visually, it is the comic book to a T, but emotionally and what that fundamentally, what that story is about and those characters, I don't think he got right. And I would say Zack Snyder is a much more visual storyteller than an emotional storyteller. Which is why he should be a cinematographer. Yes. And Damon Lindelof, and despite his faults, he goes out there. He tries hard, especially with The Leftovers, which is in a very emotionally dragging and hurtful show, and it's all about emotions. He has an easier time reaching for, uh, reaching, you know, I said with Prometheus, one of the big problems is that reaches too far. If Prometheus was a TV series, I think that wouldn't have been a problem, because I think Damon Lindelof has a better chance of getting those heights on a TV show. His thing is always scope, where he, he, despite the ending of Lost or whatever, like, Lost is a really good show, because, like, he works well with long-term stuff. That's why all his movie stuff, it's, it's hit or miss, because he only has a certain amount of time. With Watchmen, it's a 12-issue series. You can do, you can do 12, 12 uh, uh, episodes. 
but also every single issue of Watchmen is so dense with extra content and and in comics within comics with the Black Freighter and all the before Watchmen stuff. But while not all of it is good, it does add to the story. So what I imagine is this is hopefully going to be multiple seasons because you don't need to finish it in, 12, in, in a single season. You can incorporate all that good before Watchmen stuff and, and much like Kingsman, you adapt it to how you use it to make it better because, like I said, not all of it was good. A lot of it wasn't good. It scares me because a lot of people have this view of Watchmen because of the movie. And as someone who likes Watchmen a lot and thinks it's one of the greatest pieces of literature of all time, it deserves better than what that movie was, despite I liking that movie. So... I, I agree with you. See, my whole thing is, I is this isn't me defending the movie. I I really like the book, and I'm almost of the opinion where I think I kind of agree with Alan Moore on this one. I I don't know that the book should be adapted into anything at all ever, because no, I yeah. don't think there's any way to actually adapt what makes the book good to another medium without having to have the ingenuity to make it something different already. And you have to be able to do that well. And I have no reason to right now feel like this is the thing that's going to do it well. Absolutely. Because, because you, you have to. Like what you just said with Kingsman, which we'll get into later about how different the film is from the comic. Like that's the level of like change that you'd need to actually make it strong. And I don't know that that can be done well with Watchmen in this in the hands of Damon Lindelof. Yes, because, well, like, un, un, sorry, unlike uh, Kingsman, which is a good comic, which was elevated by Matthew Vaughn, Watchmen is a near-perfect book that you can you cannot improve on. You simply cannot. It, I've, told, I've said before, you know, Watchmen, the movie, is a, is, a, is a movie for all of Zack Snyder's faults. He likes comic books. Watchmen is a, is a book that is fundamentally about the problem of comic book characters and the superheroes in general, things like that. And that's very difficult to put because it is a comic. It's like adapting Saga. Adapting Saga would be a very difficult task because it is a comic. Yeah. A lot of things don't work in other mediums that you can do in a comic book. Uh, you'd have to change it. You just have to. So the the thing that gets me excited about Damon Lindelof specifically doing this is, is, is like you said, Zack Snyder doesn't fundamentally, fundamentally doesn't understand Watchmen itself. Um, kind of, it's kind of like he doesn't understand Superman and stuff like that. Yeah. Watchmen is a very nihilistic, uh, depressing book, and and like I said, the leftovers. It's about the people after the end of the world, and it's nothing but depression, and it's nothing but trying to find optimism and nihilism and stuff like that. And of all the people who I would want to show run, he's definitely one of the people that I'm not upset about. But at the same time, of course, I would just I would rather not have anything Watchmen else related because like it would only tarnish it, even though something that's. Perfect. But if if you were to. If you were to get, I mean, we're getting something. HBO and Lindelof is like the best possible version of this outcome. Yeah, it really is. That, that I agree with. Like, yeah. it, it, it's it's probably about as good as it could get to trying to do something like this. But I still stand by that I don't know that this should be done at all anyway. Yeah, and and like I said, if the movie wasn't there first, I would probably be more down. And the fact is, because he's such a, Zack Snyder, is such a visual storyteller. He did the the, spe- the scene specifically that people remember on screen perfectly. That is straight from the comic. So you can do it again, but it won't be as good because it won't look like a movie. So you have yeah. to change it. But when you change it, you fundamentally change what Alan Moore created. So it's 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 hard. It's hard for me to unless you adapt it. What like what with uh, Doomsday Clock? You know what Jeff Johns is saying. You know we we don't want to. We want to. We really dive into what Watchmen is about and what it truly means. Like and that you, also you start me. there. You start with the fundamentals of what the story is about, and you, and then you see 
if you can keep going in that, you can adapt it into, into a different medium in the same way, or if you have to tw- tweak it. But as long as you, I believe you keep the fundamentals of what the story represents, what it's about, I think you can make something really good. Yeah. But it would have to be different. It would have to be a slightly different story because it's in a different medium. And luckily, the movie changed the ending. 1000% and they took out so many key elements of that book that I truly love because the thing with the comic spoilers I guess for a 35 year old comic it's a giant alien invasion that brings the world together and it's Ozymandias who with a bunch of artists and engineers manufactured an alien invasion mm-hmm. and that's to me that's so much more powerful because he, he he really did save the world not just through his own but through the world united and then he kills all those scientists and he destroys half the world for, for the for, to save the world and the movie does a good job of that kind of but with dr manhattan like that's that doesn't make it i don't like it as much right that original book is so perfect i agree right so i think i think yeah we're i mean we'll see what happens we'll see what happens i'm i'm more excited for this than when i was when zack snyder was announced to do Watchmen. yeah i was also like 10 years younger peak snyder (laughs) yeah yeah it's one of those things like looking back on it i was excited about the Watchmen movie like when the first trailer came out yeah because you just get really pumped, and I realize looking back on it that it's like I was excited to visually see those things translated into film, but having it have happened, I don't really believe that the book should ever be adapted. It, it's, I, I think yeah. that's kind of where I sit. I could change my mind if this is done well, but it has to be done on a level like we're saying, yeah. where they the changes have to be done, changes have to happen, and the changes have to be done true to what Watchmen is and that's just going to be a really tall order and you know what and if it wasn't HBO I probably would have way more problems but HBO means you have free budget your budget is unlimited yes HBO does give me more faith but HBO is not always golden no 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 no. but like when they when they when they when they make Game of Thrones man they make Game of Thrones you know what I mean they do a lot of money on that one yeah um, I'm so I love talking about Watchmen because I love it so much. Uh, yeah, but you know we no, want. I know, up, I, I know, I uh, know. I know. Spark specifically wants to talk about this one uh, before we get into our review. Tomb Raider dropped a trailer. Yeah, man. Um, I totally forgot about it. Uh, not see because that, it wasn't. It see wasn't. that crazy poster with a giraffe neck? Yeah. <laughs> what a what a what a poster. Uh, I think this looks pretty good. It looks it looks more like more like a, the Tomb Raider I want for sure. Yeah. Have, have either of you played the new Tomb Raider? Games? I I guess I did. I love it. Not yet. Both of them. No, I didn't play Rise of the Tomb Raider because it was an Xbox exclusive, and I just forgot about it. Okay, so so the Trinity story, yeah, that's in this trailer. That's coming right out of that second game. Really? Okay. So so this this movie kind of looks like a meshing of the stories of the two new video games. It is, dude. It, it, there were scene for scene shots from that first game, and I'm like, that's awesome. They're really they're pulling what they need to. It's like I'm I'm pretty jazzed. Right. And those those games are super interesting. I think the only thing I'm hoping for, and I'm not surprised it wasn't in this first trailer. I just hope that she has a point where she's brought really low, like she is in that first game. Oh, dude, you she know gets what messed I'm talking about? up. Dude, she gets messed right, I up. Hope, I hope that that happens because it's a really good, like, she grows from the bottom up. Starts from the bottom, yeah. Kind of thing. And I, I hope that they do that. I hope that that happens movie now i i don't remember because it's been a couple years since i played that first game but is the reason she's going to the island because of her dad as well um yes she was it was because of her sister and her were looking for things okay i didn't remember left over from her dad um yeah brandon i don't think you played it but to just give you perspective of what i'm talking about i'm i'm saying that uh 
she's not she doesn't start off being great at everything she's literally just like a regular lady yeah that's why i was really she's got got skills her dad taught her things but she hasn't been pushed into the into like the survival situation of ever having to use them before so she's kind of like she met makes mistakes and she has to figure out how to use her skills and i I hope that that's what we see that's why i was really excited for that game when it first came out because i have no interest in the tomb raider that existed before Uh, but this character you know it's kind of nathan drake-esque it's really funny because Nathan Drake was inspired by the original Tomb Raiders, and then now these the new, new Tomb, Tomb Raiders, Raiders inspired by inspired by Uncharted. Yeah. It's a funny circle. Maybe like how how Bond inspired Kingsman, and Kingsman oh. may inspire Bond. Oh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, uh, this looks good. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I like Alicia Vikander. This this uh, this just looks fun. Hey guys, remember every I love t- adventure stories. Remember every time a new com- uh, video game movie comes out, and we're like, hey, this is going to be the one. Literally every time. Remember Warcraft and Assassin's Creed, and those trailers look good. Oh wow, yeah. I didn't even think about the fact that this is a video game movie. I was just so excited to see that story. Yeah. And I actually think this might be the one. <laughs> Dude, I this said this about Warcraft and Assassin's Creed, though. So I never know anymore. I didn't even think about that. But that's that's kind of why is because I wasn't even thinking about it. Because I think that they might just do this. If they're, if they're translating things from those two games, they're on the right track. Well, and let's just say it. We think this might be the one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. This is like... Maybe. Uh, uh, the the guy the director's name is Roar, he's like a he's like a cool like like Swedish guy or something. He directed like some like one other movie that was really popular. So this is like his first big movie. So it's like another Colin Trevorrow thing. So we'll see if it we'll see, we'll see if it turns into a Colin Trevorrow or a or a, a I hope Josh this does, Trank. I hope this does really well because I love adventure stories. I love Indiana Jones esque adventure stories. Uh, Tomb Raider, Uncharted, uh, could be a and lot Lara, of fun. Lara Croft's really cool. She this could be this yeah. could be a way to bring back the adventure movie yeah. and we don't really have an adventure movie genre yeah, right dude. now until we get that young nathan drake movie <laughs> i'm kind of not sure if i want that uh well i, I like tom holland but when we talked about this before i'm i'm waiting to see that's what another happens. preacher prequel before the actual game yeah i'm waiting to see what happens with that one by the Tomb way Raider, though, speaking like, of things you were wrong it's in the second game what? and the third game that we see the the the, the prequel stories it's not in the what fourth you, what are you talking about you said this is the fourth game that the that we see the prequel story of, of young Nathan Drake. Well, it's in three and four. No, it's in two and three. It's in. I, I checked. I double checked this three times. It's two and three. Okay. Well, thanks for proving me wrong for no reason. That's cool. <laughs> Next time you say something wrong, I'll hold on to it. <laughs> yeah, callback. Was callback to earlier? Okay. What we said. I gotcha. Okay. Well, no, no, no offense. No, I'm not. Off- trust me, dude. I don't get offended. Um. No, but please correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Please do. Uh, I hate being wrong. Gotcha. So that'll do it for this. Uh, any, any... Uh, wait, wait, wait. Before we move out of this, oh. I have one oh. one quick thing, Brandon. Giraffe Yeah. I, I have a question for you. I just want you to answer yes or no, and then if, depending on the answer, I might ask one more question. Okay. Did you see the new Jumanji trailer? Yes. Okay. Did you like it more than the first one, yes or no? That's all we're going to do. No. Okay. I'm still not on all board right. with this movie. I'm sorry. I all didn't right. see this new one, but are you more on board or less on board, Sparks? Uh, I'm I'm just as on board as before. <laughs> okay, no change. change. Okay, got it. Yeah, I just uh, wanted to see if it what it affected Al Brian. I don't need to turn it into a discussion right now, though. Um, welcome to the jungle. I thought yeah, I saw all the trailers, but I don't remember which which ones I saw. Um, there were a lot. We got fun and games. So, uh, full spoilers for Kingsman: The Golden Circle. Ooh, time for spoilers. Um, we're just gonna roll on through. I feel like I need a break though. Um. <laughs> Uh, hey, you guys should see the first movie too because it's great. It's yeah, Kingdom of the Secret Service great. is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I Matthew Vaughn is one of my favorite directors of yep. all time right now. 
but yes, full spoilers for Kings with the Golden Circle starting now. So if you haven't seen it, uh, pause this, do whatever you want, go see it, come back, and and we'll be back. I will be right here waiting for you. We'll wait here for three hours. Yeah, man. So let's get some initial thoughts. What did you guys think? Uh, Ryan, you first. I thought it was a lot of fun. And that's about it. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Yep. Sparks? Yeah, I thought it was uh, pretty good and um, underwhelming in a lot of ways with uh, character choices. I I agree with that. I want to. I want. Uh, I think that actually is a really good segue into what I wanted to discuss first. Uh, character choices. Uh, elaborate. Um. So I pretty much entirely hate the choice to kill off Roxy. Me too. Me too. I was saying this. I was. I said this to to Ryan and the first person I saw this with. I absolutely hate the choice to kill Roxy. Yeah, it, it was a big problem, uh, especially because for the first chunk of the film, I kept waiting for them to reveal that she escaped, and then it never happened, and I realized, wow, they really did just kill her. That's awful. Yes. Um, yeah. To me, it screams lazy writing. It screams we couldn't find a way to make her character fit, so we decided to offer. Um, yeah. And I hate it. I really hate it, because uh, I felt I she was actually somebody I was very excited to see back in this one. Cause I was I excited to see, see more of more. Of her. And uh, and I hated that. Um, I felt like they seriously oversold Channing Tatum. They oversold all the statesmen because they're they're the poster or the, all the statesmen together. No, no, no. They they undersold uh, whiskey, but they oversold Jeff Bridges and Channing Tatum. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because to, to, to be, be fair, three. to be yeah. fair though, I feel like Jeff Bridges wasn't it about the amount I expected him to be anyway. Like three minutes, so yeah. I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel that way about it. He did feel like he was going to be like just a kind of glorified cameo, um, but Channing Tatum, I expected to be in it much more than he was. I expected him to be essentially what we got with whiskey, yeah, which I'm not mad about because more Viper is great. So, yeah, it, and uh, <laughs> oh, and I think more than anything, um, we did not get enough development with Poppy. Yeah, Poppy. Um, like we didn't get enough time with her. Yeah, I, I, she kind of like I didn't, I didn't really like her. Like I, I get her stick. Like oh, I'm psychopathic, but I'm really happy. Like I, I kind of just wasn't on board the whole time because like, I guess maybe I've seen it before, but I was like Julian Moore. Like I think you're capable of more than this, to be honest. Brandon's doing technical stuff. Sorry. Go speak more, Sparks. How do you feel about Jillian Moore? Oh, I, I thought that she did good with what she was given. I just don't think she was ever given enough. Yeah. Uh I think I think uh uh the uh, uh the whiskey, is that his name? The the main guy? The main uh whip yeah. man? Well uh, Wonder Man, Wonder yeah, Woman. Yes, whiskey. Uh I I I, th- I just really like uh Pedro Pascal a lot. I think he's super charming, he's got a great smile. Uh I like his I like his uh, lasso of electricity. Okay, I'm back. Hi. Hey, what's up? What's up, boy? Right. Uh, uh, yeah, I wanted to touch on Poppy real quick. I know you guys talked to that while I was gone. Uh, Poppy, I felt Julianne Moore delivered a really a really fun performance, but this, I got nothing from her character. But one of the things I think works about Kingsman is that it's fun to see kind of these like over the top James Bond esque locales. Like she's in a undiscovered location. Uh, she's a megalomaniac. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that was cool. But there's really nothing. Well, the difference between Poppy and Valentine is that we got Valentine's character. Yeah, we understood who he came from, where he is, what he, what he is. She was just like a crazy lawyer who went, who was like, "Oh, I can make more money selling drugs." I guess. Yeah. I guess. 
Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even mind all of that. I just, like, it bothered me that there was never a scene, like, on the level of Harry's with Valentine in the McDonald's when he has the dinner scene. Yeah. Yeah. There was never a scene. It was never very personal between Poppy and the Kingsman. Yeah, I, I, I agree. All we really got is that Poppy killed all the Kingsmen, which I'm, I'm not too crazy about that, if I'm honest. Mm-mm. I'm going to be... Neither am I. I, I really enjoyed um, the moment-to-moment of this movie. But now that I'm looking at it, it kind of just reminds me a lot of the first movie. The, uh, I, said, and, and I said this to you Even the, in the villain car. is just like, I want to kill a bunch of people. And I'm like, yeah. we did this already. I said this to you in the car... I, I did kind of appreciate that they didn't try to go bigger in scope, yeah. but the stakes aren't exactly the same as the first film. Still, she's still killing millions of people, just yeah. as Valentine was. Like yeah. it, it feels like almost the exact same, just different. She's it's killing like, them. It's, like in Death, a, it's Death Star and then Star Killer Base. Yeah, yeah she's yeah, killing except them. She's, except her goal isn't kill them all. Her goal is get get the uh, ability to have the drug trade be oh, yeah. taxed yeah. so that she can leave the area she's in and, and world rule the drug uh, chain out in the open. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point, yeah. What do we think of the princess? I, I like that she had a bigger, bigger part in the movie. I know a shitload of people who have a problem with that first movie specifically because of that ending. Yeah. I think that ending's funny. It's like a James Bond riff. It's Yeah, it's riffing and off James if Bond. Anything, it's better because it shows that he's a committed guy and he actually falls in love with some random Bond girl. I really liked the princess in this movie. Yeah. I, I really liked her too. I, I felt like she her the the stuff with her added to the film. Yeah, and when she came that was on screen, not one of my problems. Yeah, when she came on screen, problems. I was like, oh yeah, oh, that's cute. Like I was I was totally on board. I was happy to see that she that she was included in this film, and it wasn't just like a a, a Bond girl. And, yeah, and uh, yeah, but I mean, the ending of the first Kingsman is a, a a play off of, hey, you know what? There's a Bond movie where he says, I thought Christmas came only once a year. <laughs> And the name, the girl's name is Christmas. So, you know what? Dr. Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) So, no, it's not the most egregious thing in a spy movie. Um, I I like the Statesman. I really do. But I I wanted more. I wanted so much more. I wanted more. Uh, So, so if we're going to get into the Statesman stuff, um, huge problem I have with the Statesman. We we have no reason why they exist. Like, we don't really ever get into it. We, We don't know when or why exactly they were founded or or what they're based around or anything. Because, you know, at least with Kingsman, they had it easy because it's just like, well, we're the modern knights. But they needed to do more. So they here's to build the world. So here's my here's my, my, my theory on this one. Uh, because uh, Halle Berry says, by the way, I liked her performance in this Halle Berry. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was fun that she said, our founder's tailor was Kingsman. Mm-hmm. So yes. I l- kind of like the idea that maybe the Kingsman had, uh, or... or like the Kingsman and the Statesman, like the, those who were like, "Hey, you know what would be cool? Yeah, spy organizations. Yeah." And like the Statesman was like, "No, no, no, no." And then he goes over. And he's like, "You know what? There's something in that." Yeah, I. And uh, then the 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 joke that, that they had more money because they're in liquor and oh uh, uh, yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Uh, that was fun. That, that's all. That's all well and good, but there wasn't enough there. There wasn't enough there. I I I see your point, but I but it doesn't bother me because like I. I, I knew the Statesmans were the were the American version of the Kingsmen. I I personally didn't need more than that. I would have liked more. Sure, like a here's a brief history. I'm Jeff Bridges and I'm snorting Jack Daniels. Like that would weird. He kept rubbing shit on. He his kept dude, No man, it's a great character choice. I love it. But like I I got I wanted more Statesmen. I didn't need enough. I didn't need Statesman history. I think we. I think there's. I think there is a spinoff of the Statesman in the works that Matthew Vaughn wants to do. He said he said he wants to do spinoffs of oh, Kingsmen. Uh, I think maybe maybe there. 
I I didn't want like a whole stop the movie, explain them kind of thing. But something they excelled at in Kingsman is they got through exposition really well. Yeah. I wanted the same kind of thing here where we got through exposition really well. Instead, we're just kind of rolling with the statesmen and and not getting a beat on them at all. In fact, it just felt like it felt like how did I describe this? Um, it felt like just a video game thing changing its skins. Like we killed all the Kingsman <laughs> yeah. characters just so that we could change the skin to have these American cowboys, but we didn't put any substance behind. Them. Oh, speaking of video games, uh, Sparks, how uh, isn't that Kingsman symbol the Overwatch symbol? <laughs> Uh, it's it's similar, but it's not. It's it's a, it's pretty similar. I like it. I was just thinking of McCree the whole time. Uh, yeah, I I really, I I do I do see where you're coming from, Sparks. But it didn't. It know, didn't personally. We, I didn't we'll see. It. I mean, we'll see if they if they do get a sequel or a spinoff. Um, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily bug me for this film, but it might bug me going forward. Right now, it doesn't bug me. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Is, you know, maybe maybe there's a enough later. mystery there. Or like I would like more, uh, uh, but I can totally I can understand like I would like I would like to know more, but yeah, it's not it's not a bother to you me. You know how you know how in hindsight you just kind of like oh wait actually you know yeah. you know change your mind, yeah. but uh, we'll see. Um, can we can we briefly touch on Elton John? Yeah, dude. Yeah, heck, I dude, I love Elton John in this movie, and I was so worried the second I saw Elton John, I'm like, oh god, it's gonna be one of these cameos, and it was. But it worked, I think. He's a little over the top, but he's a lot of fun to watch. He's Elton John, dog. He is over the top. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. I liked that that inclusion. I could have used without the looking at the camera when he's doing the jump kick. Oh yeah. Personally, but everything else, I was all. I, all no, I could too. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm swearing "f you" and "get out of my cell." It just makes me laugh so hard. Um, one of the things I I, I liked about him is that um, he keeps like yelling at Poppy. Yeah. And just like cursing at her, he's just, oh, he's Elton, just, don't yell. Yeah. Uh, can we can we get some kind of order to this? Like, I I've got some things I'm gonna tear down, and I don't want to. Like, can we talk about what we didn't like, and then go into what we did like? Sure, sure. Go ahead. You start, cause I yeah, you go first, and I'll I'll go. Uh, so I'm gonna. I don't I don't think Carrie should have been in this movie. Ca- Harry? Carrie? No, yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought you said Harry. I thought you said Carrie. I was like, no, Harry. Chloe Grace Moretz. I don't think Harry should have been in this movie. I really like Colin Firth's character, and that's awesome and everything, but um, I think that this should have been Roxy and Eggsy and not Rox, uh, Harry and Eggsy uh, doing all this. Yeah. I, I don't think... I think that all we did, ultimately, while it was still fun to see them, was for the most part we retread their relationship from the first movie because all of their arcs together were so well told in the first one there was nothing new to do here and we just padded time making this whole thing and they took way too long doing this the whole getting harry's memories back and then also doing this story of like maybe harry can't be trusted out in the field and they needed to just pick one of those stories and roll with that instead of trying to do both this is what i was talking about ryan when i told you um that the film felt a little long yeah uh, oh definitely it, I, it, I felt it it didn't feel as tight as the first one and the first one is two hours and change this one is 220 um and it's not that big of a difference but it, it is enough to you feel like what exactly what sparks is saying this the stuff with harry i do agree i i i I was worried when I found out that Harry was again in this film that uh, it would 
undo his death in the first film. And for the most part, it, it kind of doesn't, but it also kind of does because this film could have been structured differently if it was Eggsy and, and Roxy. And feel, I would have preferred that film. It feels like half an hour of, of this Harry stuff, like honestly, didn't did not need to be in a movie. Yeah. Like, either, the, did yeah. you see the Marvel the Marvel make young make young face? Yeah, it was look good. <laughs> Got that <laughs> rubbed down. Yeah, young, young Colin, yeah. young Colin Firth. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree with I agree with Sparks on this one. Yeah. Um, this there was an unfortunate um, uh, storytelling choice to ch- try to retread that idea again. I can th- certain scenes lasted a little longer than I, than I wanted to too. Although I think in the next one he'll be he'll be Arthur. I think I, they expected think him to be Arthur in this one. I, I think that's true too, and I think that's a cool concept in itself. But I, I stand by that. This is again going back to my initial reaction, which is just I think the number one mistake of this movie was killing off Roxy, and um, that this movie should have been about her and him doing the missions, not putting Harry center focus because there was just nothing new to explore there between Harry and Eggsy. Right. Yeah. Uh, that said, I do like the last scenes. With the two of them and Merlin, yeah, uh, I actually really, really like the last scene with Merlin. This is our second Merlin death on a mine this year. Can you believe it? It's also our second lasso of the year. Can you believe? Arguably, it? this one was better than than the first one. Oh, th- this is a way better Merlin mine scene than in the one in Arrow for sure. Uh, continue with what you because I, w- I do want to touch on something I did really like, but continue continue with what you didn't like, Sparks. I think we I think we're in agreement on this one. Um, I, I. <sighs> I, I don't think they the should have killed Merlin. I liked the inclusion of Charlie, but um, I I wish that uh, he hadn't gotten so much of the focus over Julianne Moore. Yeah, I actually if really that makes sense. You no, know, I really liked Charlie because the roles were reversed. He was the posh kid, and and Exy was the, the the runt. But he should not have been the main villain, basically. Well, I mean, I think if you're gonna give him that much screen time, and he's he is better developed than Poppy, he is the he should be the main villain and not Poppy. Yeah. Get rid of him to develop Poppy more, yeah. or just get rid of Poppy. Although that sweet robot arm is so Metal Gear, it's so well, I mean, awesome. He was he was the new Sophia Boutella's character. Yes. yes, yes, and and I think that he just should have landed in that role a bit more rather than taking so much of the the dominance. And I think that there's just a problem of like not having the villains handled well enough. Like the whole twist on whiskey. I don't think is executed very well. It's really weird it's because it, it does it doesn't necessarily come out of nowhere, but his motivations do. Yeah. Because you you get the sense that you know he is like okay, so he's working for Poppy. Oh no, he's not. So he's working for the president. Oh no, he's not. He's just doing this because he's a dick. That's essentially his motivations. Yeah, and also like. It's weird that they telegraph that he's the bad guy like an hour into the movie and then forget about him. And then he comes back, yeah, I'm the bad guy. And I'm like, no, yeah, we know. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I mean, you know, you know why? Because it makes for a good fight sequence. No, and it's which an it does. Aw- it's an awesome fight scene. But he shows up and I'm like, yeah, I know you're the bad guy. Just no, just like, what's the surprise here? Right. Exactly. And I know they they didn't set it up that way. But I'm just like, this could have been a way cooler reveal if he, he showed should've, up. He should have worked for the president. Yeah, or anything. He just he didn't show his hand until that moment. Yeah. Like everyone doubted him, like like Harry, I I don't believe this entire time, and it turns out you were right. Right. I mean, we should have had more doubt with Harry. Yeah. But we we don't. He's just oh, just believe me. And that that ties in again to my like whole problem with the Harry story is that it's just not executed well to tell that story. They needed to get Harry's memories back quicker, or not do the doubting him in the field story. They couldn't have both. Yeah. Yes, I agree. 
and and doing that hurt that twist with whiskey it hurt uh the way that the villains are handled against the kingsmen to begin with um that just was a big flaw for me and and like i said going back to like not utilizing characters well um it's a great death i like the scene and i like the movie but merlin shouldn't have died i 100 percent agree i when he stepped on the mine i was like why why does he have to die at a mine? Why can't he go in a blaze of glory? I... Not only that, I think the thing that bothers me the most about it is they go out of their way to make this, you know, moment between him and and Ginger Ale, uh, Halle Berry's character, and they talk about wanting to be out in the field. And they give him a beautiful and, suit, and he doesn't even get to use finally, it. And they finally give him this moment where he's, you know, he's gotten the, he's getting the weapons. He's going to go out there. He's going to be in the field, and they kill him off. And it's like. Why would you put such a focus on like, well, don't worry, because Halle Berry's finally going to get her time in the field, who we don't know very well. We don't get the time to know very well. We're not going to watch her do it in this movie. You finally put Merlin out there and you kill him instantaneously. This reminds me of The Walking Dead, where they focus on a side character for a long time going, oh, they're just going to kill this character, aren't they? And then they totally do, because like, that's what they do when there's 25 characters. But he's a main character. So I, I feel like the film, I, f- I feel like the death scene would have worked better, because he even says, our story began long ago with a mistake that you know and harry blames himself for the death of eggsy's father and merlin blames himself for the death of eggsy's father blah, blah blah if that was better handled if that was a better through line through this film because we do forget about that moment until the, when he steps on the mine and he's like oh i'm doing this because your dad died in my my care or whatever well, it was also sure, like sure. the last movie and that was the whole thing in the last movie so why bring it up the stuff right at and, this and one you you only bring it up you don't bring it up at all in this film but you bring it up again at that moment i i would have liked it better and i do really like his death scene I think it's I think it's like well done. The singing and stuff is awesome, but I don't. I think it's well done, yeah. but it would have been better handled if they had made more of an effort to make that a through line with Merlin, because we never get a sense, even in the first one, that Merlin feels at all bad about Eggsy's father. And and can I tell you another? Like this is again going back to my biggest thing. Roxy should have been in place in this movie to become the next Merlin. That would have been cool. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. That's. That is such a big, crucial thing that if you were going to kill off Merlin in this movie, we should have had somebody like Roxy, specifically Roxy. It should have been Roxy who would have been like, oh, clearly she's going to be taking up more of a mantle now, too. Yeah. The, the, and that was totally dropped. The only thing that I could possibly think of why they would they would bring back Harry and not put Roxy in this is because, like, he's 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 got this girlfriend who's the princess, right? And if you add another girl into it, audiences are like, oh, why aren't they getting together? right but that's that's another reason why i wish they had is because like guess what girls and guys can be best friends no oh i get that but i'm just feeling like let's just ignore this huge problem that a lot of people are going to have like even though it's not a problem and let's just make it the easy way and just bring back amnesia boy and doctor who you know a lot of the a lot of the fourth season a lot of people were like wait why isn't donna and david i don't want to see donna and david Tennant get together but the whole point was that no they were just friends yeah uh and so a lot of audiences were kind of not but but how many I know there are people, I know people who went to Kingsman and they're like, man, I really like that movie, but I think it's kind of sexist they killed off Roxy. Yeah. No, absolutely. Because one, and I've said, I said this to you in the behind the scenes footage when they were, when they were doing Kingsman, I was watching them uh, because I love that movie. Uh, they were talking about why they created Roxy and it was specifically because the, the, the gentleman spy game is a man's game. It always has been. And they wanted to create Roxy to win, to be the Kingsman, to take the place of Lancelot, because it she is the one to break that mold. She's she better breaks than, through. She's it. better than Eggsy. She she wins. She beats him. Yeah, yeah. she beats him fair and square. And then the only reason, up. the only reason why he becomes a Kingsman, 
is because Galahad died. Galahad died. Yeah, yeah she totally should have been in this movie. Yeah, yeah she should have. Yeah, I get. Sweet, I, it's sweet really Gandalf hard for cameo. Me to get... <laughs> Dumbledore. What did I say, Gandalf? Yeah, Dumbledore. Damn it, bearded Michael wizards. Gambon. Michael Gambon is Dumbledore. <laughs> Uh, yeah, since we're talking about sweet cameos, hey, are you guys excited that this was the National Treasure sequel? I Dude, said this. Yeah, I he, said this. Brandon said this to me. Yeah, because Bruce Greenwood was still the president. Yeah, hella evil though. The last movie we saw President Obama die, and this. Yeah. By the way, one of the things I don't—it's not necessarily a problem, but it is very weird that they don't mention the fact that most of the world's one percent population is now dead. Not only are like the one percent dead, but hundreds of thousands of people murdered each other for a few minutes, and just—it's never. It's not like a new staple in the world. The world's completely fine. Yeah, the and world's I, just I, like I, how we left it. They don't talk about it at all. It's crazy to me. I, I agree. I mean, it is supposed to be like two years later, but I agree that it's weird that it never came up. That is a problem I had. And uh, since we brought that up, my other problem with this movie is that um, Kingsman I, I really got me because of surprises like shooting Harry in the head. Subverting tropes. But... but but the biggest one that got me was the balls to blow up all the people's heads who had the chips in them. Every that, every, yeah. that got me. I was so surprised that they actually went that far to kill all those people. And Kingsman, the Golden Circle, never approaches having stakes like that. No. No, it's true. Or having that kind of surprise, even. Yeah, There's it, nothing surprising about the finale. There's nothing surprising about uh, Whiskey showing up. There's nothing surprising about taking out charlie if anything the first movie has bigger stakes than this one does because people yeah. are actually getting murdered yeah and a lot of people do you know the 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 i mean a good chunk of the world's population was murdered in that first film a really solid lar- large like obviously chunk. the plan didn't go all the way not everyone died but long enough millions of people but there are, are dead, there dude. are million there's billions of dollars now just left unaccounted for yeah totally yeah billions of trillions of dollars because billions. again all like most of the, we're led to believe that most of the one percent had a chip in their head. Yep. And most of the governments had a chip in their head. Yep. And it was yeah. Anyway, not Bruce Greenwood. <laughs> not Bruce Greenwood. He was. Ah, that stupid bitch. <laughs> he, I liked him in this movie, man. He's a, he's a fun bad guy. Man, politics have never been so easy. Yeah, man, he's funny. Like I'm totally down with like evil narcissistic president man. That's cool. I I liked him better than like Poppy, to be honest. Yeah, I'd say that. You know, he's in the movie way less. Can we, can we talk about the stadium full of caged people? <laughs> Oh, how is that just legal? How how do you see have like sky views of just thousands of people? Well, in remember, cages? He, there's a media blackout. Oh, media blackout. Got it. Yeah, that's that's, still... that's one more that's one more thing I will comment on that you brought up. Um, some really dodgy CGI in this movie. Yeah, those cage. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah. Yeah, the first one's some pretty really solid with CGI. Dodgy CGI movement. There's way less CGI in the first one too. Yes, there is. Yeah. So, uh, any more negatives, or can we get into this juicy robot arm stuff? I, I I've covered my negatives, so I'm good. Yeah, I think I've covered most of it. Uh, I, th- I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's all my negatives. There's more well. puppies in this movie, so I'm on board. Uh, actually, speaking of, uh, you know, let's turn a negative into a positive. Yeah, I think Harry was. I w- I would have liked Harry not to have been in this film, uh, but I really like his his scene that he remembers. That's you know, really well done. I think it's really well well acted and really well done. Uh, I do too. I think that there's a lot of really good moments in this movie. I still think it's a good movie. Yeah, totally. I do. I still yeah. think it's a good movie. There's a lot of good things that they did with what they had, but um. I, I just felt like it, it misstepped uh, getting away from the first one. But yes, the stuff with Harry, how he remembers, and, and lots of other moments with him are, I are think, done really well. I think Matthew Vaughn is one of the, the premier action directors. And I don't think a lot of people think of... I mean, obviously, Kingsman is like an action movie, but like 
you think of like like Michael Bay and like and like uh, George Miller and stuff, but like Kick Ass and these movies. He's got and such a unique and fun style. He, these fight scenes and the first one, they're so f- I've never felt more tense and like frantic. Like he shoots he shoots um, uh, shaky cam, but unlike Paul Greengrass and Bourne, you could see everything. It's shaky. Well, because, because he's not like you're there. he's not sh- he's not shaking the camera. He's following the motion. Yeah. Like if if you if, you, if, you, if someone's throwing a punch, you're following the fist into the punch. Yeah, it, there's a lot of lot of motion, and it it doesn't make me. I mean, the movie opens. On a like, on a really fun cab fight sequence. Cr- that's crazy. And some of th- I'm like, man, how do you do some of this stuff, man? It's an, yeah. it's amazing. Uh, I like the fight sequence at the end in Poppy's diner. Yeah, uh, I think that's a lot of fun. Dude, that robot arm fight scene is my favorite scene of the movie. That fight, the fight that's with um, unique with his like arm lasso. Yeah, yeah. the fight with um, when they're storming Poppy's uh, place. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Dude, yes. The briefcase. It's like an Iron Man briefcase. It turns into a shield. It's got a rocket mm-hmm. launcher. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. It's all really good there. Yeah, I like spy. I like spy movies where like the final battle they show all the cool spy gadgets, and that's a lot of fun to see. Um, so the first movie that I saw a suitcase gun slash rock launcher was Once Upon a Time in Mexico by Robert Rodriguez. Antonio Banderas is a cool spy man. He's got a briefcase with a rocket launcher. Indeed, he does. Pew, pew, pew. So is that the second or the third? Second. Oh. What's Desperado? Is that the first? first? No, there's one. There's no, no, no. Mariachi's the first one. Yes, but that's and because he does that has doesn't have Antonio Banderas. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I really, I thought this movie was a lot of fun, but the first one is just a lot better. This is a fun summer like popcorn movie, but like that first Kingsman is still, like a legitimate. But it's still movie. got a lot of good, good heart in it. It's got a, a lot of good emotion in it. Exy, dude, Taron Ed, 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 Edgerton. Turn it the, the the main kid yes Exy like Exy he's uh he, this is like his first big fr- franchise and I think he's r- amazing I think he's really talented when uh I like I said I like the stuff with with the princess I I think the 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 man very unnecessary the 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 finger condom yeah I mean it was funny but like. It's kind of uncomfortable when the camera is zooming it, into it, her. It goes. I kind of laugh because I'm like, "Well, are you, are you friggin' really going inside of her hoo-ha right now?" Yeah. Like, I, I get it, but like, maybe it's. I could have done much. a little, especially for the five-year-old ch- child in front of us. <laughs> there was a five-year-old child. Good job, parents, bringing the five-year-old daughter. <laughs> the movie's rated R. It's their fault. Very. <laughs> yeah, it was. Although it was funny because, like, oh, you Americans, I thought everything was bigger, and it wasn't. It's not a condom. It's a little finger thing. It's weird. It's yeah. weird. I can do without that whole ex-girlfriend, whatever. Yeah, and then the whole stuff with and that, but I do like how he's conflicted, and you never really see it. Like, hey, I'm dating this girl. That's something you never see in Bond. Him calls girlfriend saying, "Yo, I gotta bang this chick," because he never has a girlfriend. Yeah, they I all actually, die by the end of the film. See, I like that aspect, but then I didn't need to see the finger bang. Yeah, I, I would have liked to. I, I, I kind of would have liked to have been like, "Hey, I need to do this. I'm really sorry." Cut to black. Yeah, or something like Maybe that. Maybe yeah. we don't need to see. Or cut to Merlin and Ginger. Cut to so like sexy music playing as like the curtains go back behind them yeah. or something. Yeah. But I mean, that's not the film. I it's guess. also a rated R. Like, yeah, yeah. He does what he wants to do. Yeah. Did you have a problem with that? Or are you okay with that? You cool with finger bangs? Uh, I. Yeah, I didn't need it. Yeah. I, I just think I, I think there's a lot of structural issues in storytelling here. Like, yeah. how they told the story, I think that there were a lot of better ways they could have gone about telling the same story, yeah. and uh, and a lot of missed points, and I think that's that's definitely one like, where it's a little dodgy. The entire, like, the entire, now to think about it, the ex-girlfriend stuff with, with uh, the girlfriend, and what's his name, Charlie? Yeah. So, after they go to that snow base, they get the serum, they come down, they lose it. Which and is a fun fight sequence. Yeah, it's a fun fight sequence, and then the lab explodes. He's like, oh, I gotta get another one, and the lab explodes. So, literally, that entire 15 minutes, 
pointless mm -hmm. literally pointless they could have cut that entire scene out of the movie with, even though it's a cool fight nothing was gained from that scene at all right exactly and i'm like oh i mean cool fight scene but like what does this do for me yeah now now we have a two and a half hour long movie it's not even it's not even a fight scene it's an action scene of them escaping yeah yeah and I, but with a whirly gig thing <laughs> honestly i keep going back to oh, I, I think i've run out of things to say about this movie because i just keep going back to at least all the action set pieces were no, a lot of fun I mean, and really, like, fun, it's really a, good. It's a fun summer movie where it's the Kingsman statesmen, the statesmen like, yeah. were were really colorful and fun. And I liked seeing the the, the barroom brawl with whiskey and then whiskey fighting in, in the snow. I like yeah. those two. Fights. I like laser whips, man, cutting people in half. Like that's Benny and the Jets it, dogs. I'm cool with that. Yeah, that was cool. I, I think what it is is that if if Kingsman was Skyfall, this was Die Another Day. Didn't I bring up Die Another Day? Uh, it's so much goofier for sure. Can I say Spectre? Can we keep it in the in the Daniel Craig? I would say this is more Spectre. But Spectre's, but this isn't I, a bad I think, movie. I I I don't think this as is as boring or hard to watch as Spectre. Yeah, this is so better that's than why Spectre. I didn't say that. Oh, for sure. Quantum of Solace? No, no, <laughs> no. This is still better than that too. Because again, I like Spectre. I think Spectre's fine. Uh, well, fine is what you're looking for. Yeah, then. you're right. I don't <laughs> think, I don't think King's been fine. Yeah, okay, Diana. Goldeneye? I mean, if you if you want, I I said die another day because it's it's kind of a goofy, silly James Bond film, yeah. but like the action stuff is fun. It's still got the same kind of charm to it. Yeah, that that you're expecting from that movie, but it's not like ooh a standout in any way. It's just kind of filling the summer blockbuster beat. All right, and that's yeah. kind of what I feel this is doing, which is why I said die another day. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, you're right. Uh, yeah. And th these aren't the same movies, but my I talked to you about this. My biggest fear was like this was gonna pull like a Guardians of the Galaxy two, where like bigger and better. But like I don't think bigger is necessarily better. And I'm not saying I dislike Guardians, but I feel the same way. I'm like, yeah, that was a fun, cool movie. It's definitely not that first one. Yeah, I think you and I have the same uh, are on the same boat. Uh, when we talk about the Star Guardians of the Galaxy review, we both really like that first Guardians. I, lo I I love that movie, and I love Kingsman. Yeah. And then these two are like, oh, those both these sequels are fun movies that I'm not gonna watch as much. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, I, I watched. Worth seeing for man, sure. I watched that first Kingsman film three times in the last month. Yeah. I Not because I had to, but because I wanted no, to. Man. Because it's, a, I think it's really, really I great. I watched it. I watched it like eight hours ago, man, and I was fully engaged. And I forgot some stuff that happened. And I know Harry was gonna die, but that scene, it's like this isn't that type of movie. And he just shoots it. I'm like, this is great. Oh yeah, there was really no moment moment like that where you know they subvert the the James Bond tropes. Uh, you know, with again, whisk shooting whiskey, kind of, but it bit, didn't have a payoff. But you get, but like you know, you get that this isn't that kind of movie because you get that payoff when you when you go back to the Valentine uh, Harry Hart scene where they're like when Valentine's like I I wanted to be a gentleman spy and Harry Hart's like funny I fancy myself as a, as an evil yeah. megalomaniac. Too bad we had to grow up. And then just the it's not the kind of movie like that. That's really great that's really good that's really fun scene really good payoff a really deep scene you don't get anything like that it in this film. honestly kind of feels like the movie that matthew vaughn didn't want to make with the first kingsman he kind of made with this one yeah not that it's bad but like everything he tried to avoid he kind of did it yeah i can see that you know what i mean i can see that yeah. i hope for this i hope if he does i think he's going to do another film before he does the third one but i know and i know he wants to do a third one yeah uh i hope that he goes back to basics yeah we're to say yeah. for, for such a for such a no, uh, yeah. software this, franchise yeah. but um it, it, it sounds like we're being really negative but like i think we all still really like this movie it's just like uh, when compared to that first one man it's like yeah it's not that first movie it's, man it's it's just hard because it's disappointing when you can so clearly see m missteps that it made. Because I, I think that why it's frustrating is the potential for it to have been just as good as the first one was there. It just wasn't at all 
attained yeah at all and there's he's he i read some interview or something and people have been talking about this that his original cut is like three and a half hours long oh and first of all uh somebody said this that's first of all it's irresponsible of a filmmaker to set out to make that movie knowing you're never going to get a three and a half hour long movie so stuff was cut out of this movie that he filmed specifically Mm -hmm. like he he made a long movie that he had to cut and i'm like if he cut out a lot of stuff already like what what could possibly be missing from this movie like Roxy. Is, Roxy being alive. I can only imagine there's another Look, 30 minutes. Again, we saw Harry get shot in the face and he's alive in this one. It is entirely possible that in the third one, Roxy's alive. I don't think so. I don't think they would. But but even know. then, like, like the damage I don't done. care if they do that. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, that's great, but they, they did the wrong thing. Like, don't do that where you're like, oh, well, she could be alive in the third one, but we need her out of the way for the story of this one. Yeah. Right. Bullshit. Find a way to work her in because she was a good character. No, that's what, exactly what we've been saying. This one didn't need Harry. This story didn't didn't need Harry. I mean, no, I'm, it did not. I'm glad he was there, but at the end of the day, he kind of detracted. Yeah. Because, like, this is Eggsy's movie. It's Gary's movie. <laughs> And it should have been it should have been Eggsy and Roxy's movie. Yeah. That's what it should have been. Yeah, man, she's, should she's have a been better agent than he is. Why isn't she, why, why does she get blown up? Yeah. So, yeah. Final thoughts? Man, I mean, I still had a lot of fun. Like I was laughing the whole time, but uh, uh, laughing doesn't necessarily mean it's going to stick with you. It just means it was good at the moment. Let's rate it as well. Final thoughts yeah. and rate. Um, I'd give it like a seven. Yeah. I didn't. I I sound negative, but like. Like for the for the two hours I was in the theater, it was awesome. But like, I'm gonna watch Kingsman one before I watch this one. Yeah, Sparks. Um, yeah, I just it's really hard for me to look past uh, what I feel is just poor structural storytelling choices and and misuse of characters. The the potential for it to have been something great was clearly there, but they just never took the right steps. Hey, this this felt like it never took the chances to do things that felt in tone with the first film. It decided to be much more what you'd expect yeah man which is unfortunate because what i expected was something closer to the first film and it didn't do that for i was me. expecting yeah. more trope uh, subverting tropes yeah and it kind of yeah, just went, was, fell into them i was too i think uh i think the the actress who played roxy got a bum rap a bum deal for this it's it's a shame that she got taken out she didn't deserve that uh as an actor or as a character she didn't deserve that um and i think that it's a damn shame that Channing Tatum's getting so marketed for this when Pedro Pascal does all the legwork for the Statesman and he's not getting put on the posters at all. Yeah, dude, the posters are of Jeff Bridges, Channing Tatum, and Halle Berry, and it says booted. And to be honest, all those characters are in the movie for like five minutes. Sparks, do you want to rate it? Uh, Seven. Seven? Uh, Yeah, I I agree with both both of you. I think that this film... um, Well, you know, you go in expecting Kingsman, you kind of come out getting James Bond. Which is kind of weird to say because not, Kingsman but, is... But not the best James Bond. No, I mean, uh, there are... Okay, I'm going to say this. There are more bad Bond films than there are good. Yeah. There just are. There's only like 30 of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it's, not, it's, not really that, it's not really that unaccurate for me to say that. Yeah. It is unfortunate because that first one is one of my favorite movies of all time. Of it's all so, time. It's and so I love the, good. I love the, the writing team of Matthew Vaughn and Jane, Go- Jane Goodman. Jane Goodman, yeah. Uh, I think they did this one too, man. Yeah, they yeah. did this one too. They did Kickass. They did Stardust. They've been working together for all. Oh of, wow, that's cool. All of my, uh, all of my favorite. Matthew Vaughn has made some of my, uh, some of my all-time favorite films. And I'm not saying this film is bad. No, because it's not. It is just not it's as good not as the up first to one. Matthew Vaughn standards. Yes, because every single film 
he's done. I will say this: every single film that I've seen that he's done has been a nine for me. He's never made a bad movie. He's never he's never made a good movie. He's only made great movies. And this is a good movie. Yeah, yeah. And so I, that's why I say it's seven five. Yeah, seven five. I was yeah. gonna say seven five. I still think if you want a fun theatrical experience and you don't mind finger bangs, go see this movie. Don't bring your five-year-old child, please. Who doesn't mind finger bangs? Five-year-old children? <laughs> oh, no, don't say that. I can that. only imagine what that little girl was like, what's going on oh, here? Oh, I know, that was, that was, you don't bring your five-year-old child to see this movie. She was like, oh, no, no, uh, Let's move on to our book club. Ooh, let's move from Kingsman to Kingsman. Uh, so we decided to do for the book club a community. Uh, so we all read... The Secret Service. And it's not called Kingsman the Secret Service. It is just called Secret Service. This they aren't is even called the Kingsman. They're called no, they're Secret not. They're just even the Chinese Secret. or the Chinese They're actually Secret called Service. the MI6. They're, oh. they're MI6 in this. Oh, okay. Um, That's fair. That's fine. Yeah, this is uh, uh, Mark Millar and... Um, Dave Gibbons. Dave Gibbons. R- Watchmen. Drawer and a Watchman. Draw and a Watchman. I can't speak words. <laughs> uh, Mark Millar. Uh, this, is, this is pre-good Mark Millar, I'm going to say. This is... I would say this is the cusp. Because this is when he starts doing all the stuff to turn on the movie. So like this and kick ass and all them and like, I think this is the cusp of good. Well, no, this is after, uh, this is, this is like this is like 2012. Yeah, but this is so he developed the story with uh, Matthew Vaughn, and that actually is what I said to you. This is essentially Kingsman's first draft. Yeah. Because that's what essentially what a comic book is. It is the first draft. Uh, you don't get a chance to do to do too many drafts of a comic book before you put it out. Yeah. Um, this is where Kingsman started. And, and fun- fundamentally, it is that movie, really. Yeah. It's just some very different things happen. Yep. Um, and I'm gonna be honest, I, I wanted to do this specifically because this is not as good as the movie. No, not. And that is very weird to say because a lot of the time it's the movies that's not as good as the comic book. Yeah. But Matthew Vaughn, he elevated hi- it. Elevated yeah. this comic book. Totally. Uh, so Gary. I forgot. I like that they call him Gary once in the first Kingsman to show that that's his actual name in the comics. Because I was like, "Where's the exit coming from?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sparks, you were gonna say something. I I uh, I don't know how I would have felt about this if I hadn't already seen the film. Yeah, I agree. It's serviceable. Because again, and the, that's and that's what conflicts me is that I'm like, I just don't know how to talk about it objectively because I'm like, all all I see is where it's not. I, like the I movie. think I can. I think I can. Well, it's what I so what I said. So let's look at this. Mark Millar really changed his style after Man of Steel. And we said this when we did Huck. You know, Starlight, Huck. Yeah, you're right. Huck was the first big one. Yeah. yeah Starlight, right. Huck. Um, uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Jupiter's Legacy, Jupiter's uh, Circle. Yep. Um, Reborn. Yep. Those are very different than Kick-Ass and The Secret Service and um, early Mark Millar. Um, Civil War and Logan. No. <laughs> no, I know. Superman Red Sun. No, but like uh, he didn't start doing independent stuff till like like Kick Ass was like around like he did a lot of Marvel Marvel stuff. Yes, but uh, but he did a lot of graphic like Nemesis. Nemesis, yeah. yeah. He did a lot of like He's definitely toned his F words and C words down. And his violence. Yes. He used to be very hyper violent. I mean, famously Kick Ass ends very differently than the than the than the, than the yep. movie. Yep. It was much worse, I would say. Yeah. Again, Matthew Vaughn. Um but this so this comic sees Eggsy Gary Gary sorry. Gary. And See, Jack London, <laughs> Gary, his uncle Jack London works for the works for MI6, and it's kind of the same story of you know who trains the spies. So there's not really a, a, a Merlin or an Arthur. They all have their name, their normal names. The, the, the Gary, Arthur stuff was specifically for the movie. Yeah, uh, it's they don't have code names. Jack London is is the uncle of Gary, who's uh, sees more in in his nephew and wants him to be more. So he takes him to. Uh, to 
be, be a spy. So, so much like the Kingsman movie, uh, Eggsy is poor. Gary. Is, dang it. Gary's poor, <laughs> and he lives with his mom, and his, and his stepdad's a, a drunk, evil person as well. Yes. But... Um, uh, 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 Jack London is like I was never there for my sister and her nephew. So like, uh, once uh, is it, it's the same thing. He goes to jail, right? He steals a car and stuff or something. Is that uh, the same? Yeah, he does go to jail, but it's it's a little bit different. Yeah, but like he's like uh, I need to repay my sister now that I made it out. I need to help my family. So that's why he helps Eggsy get into this program instead of like Gary. being. <laughs> Dang it, <laughs> Gary! It's kind of the same, but like it's way more family oriented in the comic. Yeah, uh, I love the art. I yeah, think man. Dave Gibbons is excellent. His facial, like he knows how to draw, like people, mean people. He he he's really good at facial express, expressions. But I will have to say, everyone in this in this comic is really ugly. He, dude, him, yeah, he, him, and uh, Steve Dillon, who is the Punisher artist, they draw the ugliest people, but like in a good way. Like you remember who these people look like because they're so ugly. Uh, so it's kind of also so James Arnold is the villain in this film and in, in this comic. Twenty-three year old uh, tech man, um, and Mark Hamill is. Can we talk about the Mark Hamill scene real it's quick? It's the best. It's really funny. <laughs> I was fully prepared to hate it, but it's actually got a really fun payoff. Because uh, Mark Mark Hamill is kidnapped. It's kind of the same idea. He's kidnapping celebrities. Uh, James Arnold is kidnapping celebrities, and Mark Hamill is one of the celebrities that we meet. One of the spies comes to save Mark Hamill in this chase sequence through the snow, and it's all cool. It's like uh, they jump off a cliff. Don't worry. I've done this before. The parachute can hold both of us. They fall to their death. Yep. They both die, and then just a panel beat. And then the parachute, the parachute pops out, and you just see what one of the guys don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's dude, it's a strong start because it's like it's like traditional, oh spy stuff, oh Mark Hamill, oh and then and then death. <laughs> yeah, it's also sub- subverting tropes, kind of in a way. It is, it is. Um, in fact, actually, that scene is why Mark Hamill is in the movie. Yep. Because uh, because yes. uh, he pl- but he plays James Arnold he plays in the movie. The villain's <laughs> name. That's that's a nice little call. Yeah, I thought that was. But fun. as the but as the scientist who shows up, the later crazy Gaia kind of deal. And I like that yeah. um, Merlin in the movies. He talks about the Gaia theory. He's like, oh, this Gaia theory, but it's all a bunch of bullshit. Blah blah blah. He just like kind of like forgets it because like that's the whole plot of the of the comic. But like it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So James Arnold is is uh, got a uh, frequency that turns people evil. Essentially, you know, makes them makes them want to kill kill people next to them yeah. same as some other thing uh instead of a church sequence that he tested on he's tested out on a mass wedding mm-hmm. uh and it, it's kind of weird because you may now kill the bride it's and cute, everyone it's just cute. dies oh, it's, like, it's 23 couples and they all have to murder each other uh gazelle is a man who's an ex mi6 agent yeah. um uh and you do kind of and you also get uh so james arnold is stealing sci-fi celebrities and people that he grew up watching because he's uh, he's he's essentially he is essentially he's, he's what would nerd. happen if if one of us one got. of us was super intelligent and wanted to quote unquote save the world. So so the villain is much more underdeveloped in this comic. I think Valentine's much was a much better villain. Mm-hmm. But I like the I like the plot of him kid, being a big nerd and kidnapping Star Trek people. And you see Picard and Riker like the. And you see um you see Pierce Brosnan in yeah. this in this comic and he's like, hey, do you know how old, please I was James Bond before yeah. and blah blah blah. I wish because they talked about Iggy Azalea in the movie, but they don't really talk about many celebrities. I really wish it was just celebrities like everybody was there because at the end he's like, oh he loves me. Yeah. And it's like it's really fun to see all these celebrities uh kicking ass. It's like a hundred celebrities are, are, are trying to escape it's, awesome. it's really fun to see like there's a william shatner bit where he's like i was actually really surprised that william shatner was okay with this yeah all that <laughs> stuff's really funny yeah and it's got mark millar's classic humor he's look he's a funny dude he, he knows he knows good good yeah good i laughed humor. a bunch in this yeah. yeah um but it is you know it, it it's it is it is a foundation for something better right it's, it's a it's a fine book it's fine it's not bad but like 
it, you, it's it's okay. That's it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. I mean it's okay. And it's a, a, lot, a lot of it this does have to do with the fact that I don't like early Mark Millar. Yeah. Um, the stuff in between, let's say in between Huck and Civil War, is not my favorite stuff. That's like eight years. I know. <laughs> no, I know. I I understand. I get you. I I I don't like that hyper violent stuff that he just did he, because he did it just for the sake of doing it. Well, not a lot of people do it as well, and and I understand. I understand not liking it, but I think he, what he does, he does it well for that type of thing. And I, I used to think he wasn't a very good writer because of that. And then he then he pivoted, no. and he's putting out his some His Marvel of, stuff is really good. Truly, I think he is putting out his best stuff now. I do agree with that, 100%. Um, I, can we agree, or not agree, I like the ending of the comic a lot better when it's an entire world making out with each other. I thought that I was... I was going to say that's one of my favorite bits in this movie. I thought that was There's fun. the scene in the cop car where the two cops are just talking, and then one of them's like kind of reaching for the other one, and he's like, dude, I'm just, I'm just so horny. And he's like, I thought it was just me, and they start making <laughs> out. Dude, that is hilarious. I thought that was really good, I, really I'm a, fun. I'm... I love that Kingsman movie, but if it would have ended with a worldwide gangbang, like, dude, that would have been the perfect. That would have been a Matthew Vaughn ending, dude. And everyone that, ma- that would have been. It's surprising that they didn't go for that. Beast. Yeah, dude, yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah. And everyone's making out, and they're just like, "Well, for a couple of minutes, we have world peace." Yeah, that was. I really like that. And uh, the the Kingsman uh, trainees are a much bigger part of the comic. They come in, and it's yeah. not just Roxy. Because he says, because he, um, because when he finds out that uh, that. Uh, the equivalent to Merlin essentially yeah. is uh, is working guy. for uh, uh, James Arnold. In a very much a similar scene to when Mer- uh, Arthur, yeah, yeah, um, Michael Caine. And he's and so he's like, well, I don't know. Well, he's like, we've infiltrated the whole top. Well, I, I'm going to go to the bottom then. And he gets all the recruits. Do, they do the exact same scene where they switch the cups too? Isn't that? Isn't yeah, that? but that was but there wasn't like it wasn't like Eggsy didn't trust Arthur. No, yeah, it was like, oh, I just do it now. No, yeah, but but he knew he was he was the bad guy though. I think. No, right. because he even says in the comic, he's just like, you shouldn't have trained me to do that. Oh, that's because right. Because yeah. this is just second nature. I just uh, do yeah. it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. But uh, I uh, I really like the ending of that comic, man. I think it makes up for most of the, the averageness of it. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the things that was interesting was that part of the spy's training is seduction. Yeah. And that's actually alluded to in the movie. Like They kind of go into it, but then it just becomes like a trick. The, it's, the, the train sequence? Yeah, it's, yeah. A tr- it's a trick. It's like, you need to seduce this woman. And then it's like, oh, no. Now we're gonna test you about being yeah. run over by a train. I really, I they they kind of went into the movie, but the aspect of like you need to be an expert in everything. I really like that in in the comic. Where it's like you need to know how to have sex like a professional. You need to know how to do this. You need to know all these basic things that you didn't think you need to know. Yeah. Uh, they go into it a lot more in the comic, and I think that's cool. Yeah. Uh, anything else about the comic sparks you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I really like the part where he gets dropped. Uh, in South America. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that was fun. That would that would have been a cool, fun training sequence, man. <laughs> Just dropped off like half naked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't have minded that being in the movie. I thought that was a really good bit. Yeah, and like he goes to like a drug cartel person and he ends up like stealing his his uh his plane and delivering him to the FBI. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's fun stuff. Yeah, I, I, this comic was was fun, but you're right. I, I if I had I you know what actually, I think I like it more having read it post film. Same. Same. Than if I did, if I had just read it before I watched the movie, because you can you see the the elements of where it's, it was inspired from instead of yes. just reading something by itself. Yeah, it's kind of like reading the Star Wars, the comic book that Dark Horse yeah, put that out. Yeah, that book's also okay. <laughs> yeah, that book is clearly the first draft of Star Wars, and you're like, okay, well, I can see where this came from, what inspired what. Yeah. But if I had read the Star Wars and then watched Star Wars, I probably wouldn't have liked the Star Wars. Now this does make me interested because there is a sequel book coming out. 
He's not written by Mark Millar. It's already out. It's already out. And yeah. I think it features like a lady protagonist. No, it's still it's still Gary. Is it still Gary? Yeah. It's not Exy? <laughs> <laughs> Although it's, he's, they now draw him to look just like... Uh, Taron Edgerton? Yeah. I think that's his name. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I was about to talk about the movie again. It's called. Uh, uh, it's actually they actually call it Kingsman: The Red Diamond and not Secret oh, Service. Oh, that's right. Because they 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 retroactively renamed the Secret Service to Kingsman: The Secret Service. Oh, that's that's synergy. Yeah, that's fine. In fact, actually, uh, I saw the I saw the copy of the book that Sparks has. It is the movie cover. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. He's holding. Oh, yeah, yeah really, I saw. It. It's really it's really weird when you open it up and then it's. The guy looks like Eminem. <laughs> it's it's not that story at all. So you're like, this is kind of weird that you're marketing it this way, but yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, and, well, yeah. Yeah. Anything else we wanted to touch on the comics? Um, if you want to know where Kingsman comes from, uh, it's not a bad read. It's a fun read. Let me see. There's the birds and the bees, and then the spies. Oh. I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know. <laughs> Um, Sparks, do you want to say anything, final words about the comic? Yeah, I like the way that Harry gets taken out in the film much better than the way Jack London does. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, I think that Jack London shouldn't have gotten out like that. Yeah. Because if you're supposed to be the best at everything... Well, I think that's... Yes, but then there's a line saying like, uh, we all hope to go out in a blaze of glory. But most of the time it's accidents. Most of the time it's accidents like this. And I'm like... I guess it goes to show you that like not everything has to be Maybe that way. Maybe don't use that's, the people. Yeah, I guess it's also subverting tropes. I guess your main hero going out like a lamo. I yeah, guess. Maybe. I guess. But which it is which is kind of cool. But I, I guess it would have been more effective. I don't know if it would have been more effective or less effective without the shoot thing at the beginning. But who knows? Yeah. I think it, it would. Mm, yeah, if I was viewing it as a movie and he and the main hero went out kind of like that, I guess it would be kind of uh, not as definitely not as good as the movie version. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would also give this book like a seven. Like I think it's a fine, fun read. This this comic, you know, honestly, it I, I liken this to the Star Wars on purpose because yeah. it is it's the first draft of Kingsman. Yep. But it's kind of it's kind of fun. It's kind of cool to see. It's kind of cool to read. If you like Mark Millar, it's more of what he does, what he did really well. Uh, again, we've said his his style has changed quite considerably yeah. in recent years. And I do think it, I think it is a funny read. I think you will get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Man, I was hysterical at that the beginning with Mark Hamill. Yeah, dude. Like that, don't laugh. Yeah. Just is hilarious. I was on, I was on the floor laughing. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's a fun, fun read. Yeah. I'm glad I read it. It was fun. I'm glad we did this one. Uh, next week we're going to do another community one uh, uh-huh. with Marvel Legacy number one. We're all going to pick that one up. And is read next it. week Hydra Cap still? Yes. Oh, man. So that is. Uh, oh my God! Marvel Legacy is coming out next week. I'm so excited. So Marvel Legacy number one will be the book club next week. Uh, Hydra Cap will be the episode next week. Hey, so if you haven't read, you know, 25 issues of Captain America or 12 issues of Secret Empire, you should probably get on it. Uh, so actually, just so you guys know, uh, you know, we were supposed to do this last week, but we skipped that episode this last week. So I was in Mississippi um, visiting Zadonks. So we're going to, so if you guys have read Captain America, Steve Rogers' Captain America or Secret Empire, uh, comment on the post I'll, pu- I'll put up this week and uh, let us know what you guys think. And we'll read them out on the show as always. Um, if not, you know, sucks to be you, I guess. I don't know. It's okay. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Uh, So yeah, uh, Hydra Cap next week. Um, That'll do it. That'll do it for us this week. Any guys? Any any final words before we get out of here? It feels good to be back. It's only been two weeks, buddy. That it's an eternity when I don't get to talk about nerd stuff. That's fair. I'm boiling at the seams at all times. Sparky sparks. Uh, 
I do not feel like Civil War Two was as bad as people led me to believe. Thank you. Oh, th- I can't do. I cannot wait to talk about this event with you guys. I'm so excited. The whole, the whole, just a whole encompassing Cap thing. Because Captain America in Civil War Two is diabolical, and I love it. That's all. I'm not going to comment on Civil War Two. I did not like it. Hey, that's fine. Did um, you read? Uh, quick question. Did you read tie-ins or just the event? Me? Yeah. I read the event. You should read the. Well, oh, I read the event. I read the event when it was coming out because I was still working at the comic book right, store right, at the right. time. But did you read any of the tie-ins with it? No, yeah. I read the. Uh, but I just recently read the Steve Rogers tie-ins to it. You need to read the oath. Yeah. I'm. Yeah, re- I was actually that's, in the that's middle of the oath right now. That's why you didn't like Civil War Two. It's one of the greatest. Okay. Well. No. Okay. <laughs> no. You don't. No. 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 This <laughs> is the shit with Final Crisis. You do not make the tie-ins essential reading. You make the you make the miniseries essential reading. The tie-ins ancillary. If you have to, if I have to get the story or if I have to like the story because I have to read the tie-ins, you are doing the event wrong. I I agree and disagree. I agree and disagree. I I, I agree and disagree. Same shit with Final Crisis. I'll tell you what, though. This this is a lot more uh, uh, easy to understand than Final Crisis is with stupid space vampires. Yes. (laughs) Final Crisis was not... not, Look, Civil War II is fine. It's it's just it's it's more of a Marvel event. Yes. Final Crisis is just terrible. I will say Civil War II the Earth is maybe one of my top five comics of the year. I'm currently in the middle of it. It's really good. Hell yeah. Ryan, we can gab about how good the tie-ins were for Civil War II to make that story great later. Yeah, man. I'm excited. I'm so excited. If you have to make, if you have to use the tie-ins, you're doing it wrong. Um, that's why I'm excited. So what's the point o'clock. of it being an event? Anyway, event. Do you say doomsday? Series. What? Did you say doomsday? Doomsday clocks. It's gonna be really great because there's no tie-ins that we know of. God, sway for it. I know there's gonna be like th- tons. Uh, well, okay, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, thank yeah. you again. Uh, before I start rambling more and more about events, <laughs> the problem with of them just in Dude, general I'm so excited for next week it's gonna be so juicy um god i've got to i gotta not talk about events in general just talk about this so You'll keep me right. off that uh thank you to jeremy bellucci for doing our uh, theme music and our everything he's really great you guys should check out his, his podcast urban proctologist hey so sparks slash brandon yeah. i actually listened to like six episodes of sub proc that thing is friggin' hilarious. Yeah, right. Like, well, legitimately, thanks. it's high production value. The voices are fantastic. Like, Procto and all those weirdos, they are, it is hilarious. I recommend everyone listen to it. Like, seriously, seriously, seriously. Glowing praise. Yeah, yeah man. man. It's really good. And they're easy, digestible, less than half hour mostly. So, like, you just check it out. Do it. Do it. Do it. Don't take our That's word awesome. for it. Don't yeah. take our word for it, though. Take Jeremy's. Take it away, Jeremy. If you are a human being between the ages of 2 and 99, congratulations! You are among one of the few species in the universe to function with conscious thought. That's a big responsibility! There's a lot of incredible things you can do with consciousness. You could read. You could fall in love. You could kill a man! But the best thing about being a conscious being is having the chance to experience wonderful adventures. And if you're interested in going on such an adventure without leaving the comfort of your own home, I invite you to find the Suburban Proctologist podcast on iTunes under comedy, or to go to www.suburbanproctologist.libsyn.com. And don't forget to subscribe. Now, just a minute! You can't have a promo for Suburban Proctologist without mentioning me, the main character! What? I thought I was the main character. Isn't the audience following my narrative in the first episode? It's a fish out of water story. Well, you're a stupid fish. It's my name in the title. I always like to fancy myself as the main character, actually. Excuse me, this is a private building. Who let you in? Was it Carol? 
It was Carol, wasn't it? Yes, it was Carol. She's lovely. Yes, we vaporized her! Is this the thingy where you do the voiceovers? It's called a microphone. I'm sorry, did you say vaporize? Move over! Uh, people of Earth! I have commandeered your airwaves! Remember this voice! It belongs to your future ruler! Proctologist Nefarious! But you could just call me... Thank you, Jeremy. You're the best. We love having you on every week. I love your crazy voices. Uh, no, but thank you, thank you, Ryan. Really appreciate that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, he. Uh, you can find. Nope, that's it. You can find him at, <laughs> at JV Jabberwock. He doesn't really use his Instagram, but if you want to follow him, uh, you can. I um, we'll appreciate it. You can also follow Louis Barreto. Uh, he does our logo. Um, our icon. Sorry. Um, at Lens for Eyes. If you want to follow him on Instagram, uh, you know, get in touch with him. He will also do commission work. Uh, but he does any zine. Any zine is a zine that comes out of CSUN every uh, every third, third Wednesday, Wednesday of the month. Uh, anyone is welcome to join, even if you're not in the greater Los Angeles area. But if you are, you can join them at the CSUN Art Department. That's the Cal State Northridge Art Department, room 507 from 6 to 10. Uh, you can follow them on any uh, on Instagram at anyzine, E-N-I-Z-I-N-E underscore CSUN, C-S-U-N. Uh, Facebook, anyzine at CSUN. And email anyzine.csun at gmail.com. What is it? Uh, temporary paralysis. Sure, whatever. Par- par- parallelogram. Nope. Parentheses. Nope. Postulates. <laughs> what is it? I've actually forgotten. Uh, oh. What sparks? I've actually literally forgotten. What's happened? What is it? Palindrome. Palindrome. Thank you. Sorry, math teacher. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. <laughs> Johns. Oops. Um, if you would like to get in touch with us, uh, please do. We love hearing from you guys. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Fake Nerd Podcast, uh, Fake Nerd Guys at Gmail dot com, uh, where you can. You know, get in touch. Andrew does all the time. Thanks, bud. Yeah, Hope man. You're the best. You're really great. Um, you can find us. Uh, you can find me, BT McClure, uh, Instagram and Twitter. You can find Ryan, DJ Tony Snark at everything. Find me on Destiny Two. Let's grind. Spark. Hmm? Grind for levels. It's oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I was like, <laughs> Ryan. No, no, I'm not watching Kings of <laughs> Two: The Golden Circle. <laughs> Spark plug. Oh yeah. Wait, real quick. I just realized something I didn't bring up about Golden Circle. What? what? Hey, can anybody tell me what the Golden Circle means? Nope. It's a it's 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 a, the circle of life and moves us all. Yeah, isn't that kind of annoying? It's the subtitle of the movie and it's used visually, but it has no meaning. Yeah, that is a little <sighs> weird. There really isn't a. I there... meant I meant to bring that up in the review that that bothered me. I Six out of ten. Until you said the title again. <laughs> wow, you're really right. There's literally no relevance for that at all. Yeah, that's weird. No, it's it's really strange. It's never addressed. On that revelation, Sparks, where, where can they find you? <laughs> Oh, um, I mean, if you want to yell at me, it's on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z, witty. Oh, I'm going to yell at you. I'm going to yell at you. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, tune yeah, in. Yell at me because tie-ins are parts of events. <laughs> Screw you. No, oh, this tie- is going to be great. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> tie-ins are for fine. Week. Tie-ins are fine. Just, just finish the episode. Essential <laughs> tie-ins, tie-ins that you need to read to enjoy a story are not fine. Just finish the episode, man. Rate and review us wherever you, wherever you find five stars, it. Five stars, five stars. Uh, until next week, guys. Buy all the tie-ins. Buy all the fake nerd tie, <laughs> fake nerd podcast tie-ins. There are a couple now, actually. Yeah, there actually are. We actually yeah. have some spin-offs. Yeah, man. We got some. No, but we those are essential sh- to the story, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! What have I done? Oh no! Stay fake nerds.